What's up, hybrids? Welcome back to another episode of the Phantom Hybrid Podcast. This is Hanako, and I am here with Anthony, Michelle, and Mike, and we are discussing Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. And this movie was so emotional. It was so good. And there were so many unexpected things that happened in this film that I that just kind of threw me for a loop. We all got to go see it together, which was a rare treat. But all of yes. the Atlanta folks from the podcast, all of the Atlanta group from the podcast, we got to go see it together. Uh, we went to a screening that was hosted by the MCU ATL group. And um, we, we had on our all white we had a good time. We were all emotional together. Anthony claims he didn't cry, but nah, I think he might be lying. Nope. We be cried together. <laughs> and on that note. <laughs> yeah, you should say that to the end. <laughs> so what was your initial reaction to the movie? And then we'll go into some detail. Um, right after the movie, I was just like, that was, that's my favorite movie, period. That's my favorite MCU movie, period. Like, bar none. Like, I was so impressed with how, with everything that they said was going on behind the scenes with everything, with Letitia not getting vaccinated and not being there for certain shoots, you couldn't tell because she was out, she was really good in this movie. Mm-hmm. And them filming it during covid and the things that they had to do, them having to change the whole script because Chad died. I mean, the everything for the most part was really cohesive and the movie was just really good. I mean, I still am getting emotional from the crawl, the Marvel crawl that was silent, that had him, that had all of his roles and like certain, certain some of his lines going through it and stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, I still get misty thinking about that. Like, but this movie was just outstanding. If it's not my favorite, it's probably solidly in my top three MCU movies of all time. Okay. What about you, you, Ligginses? You go. You go. No, you go. (laughs) Any, meaning. Okay. So, um, when when they announced the movie and they didn't recast T'Challa. I had my reservations like I was really really like not happy about it because Mm -hmm. you know the plan to kill off T'Challa the Black Panther like this character that I grew up with that I was in love with that was like my favorite Mm -hmm. comic book character period um I, I was not too thrilled and I just was going into it I wasn't you know, in the right space. But I was going to give it a chance. And at the end of the movie, all of my concerns and reservations withered into nothing. (laughs) The movie was amazing. Mm -hmm. And I really appreciate what what they did with it. Um, The tribute to Chad was incredible. And I never had any, like, reservations about... um, Letitia Wright, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because I've seen her in other things, and she's an amazing actress. So I didn't have any issues with her. Um, 
getting <laughs> and the actor who played Namor was freaking awesome. He was phenomenal. Like he made the fucking movie mm-hmm. between him and Queen Rwanda. I was just like amazing. Oscars, please give them Oscars. Yeah, give them all. Rwanda definitely just. Angela Bassett deserves one from Ramanda. Yes. Like, yeah. for real. Oh, and, and the shout out to um, M'Baku. Why can't I think of his name right Winston now? Duke. Winston Duke. Yeah, Winston Duke. Amazing. Like, he goes from this hard, gruff, and then he has these moments where he is so sensitive, mm-hmm. you know, talking to Shuri and and I, I and then the comedy. He was He was great. Like, Everything about the movie was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Not my favorite movie, not top five MCU movie, but definitely um, one of the better ones. Okay. So not in my top five? No. Okay. So I have a ditto to everything. So it was full of, it was full of heart. Mm-hmm. And a lot of um, MCU, MCU movies don't really have a lot of heart sometimes it's just I know it's just a machine and they were pumping out these movies but this was more of a a drama it had heart to it dealing with the tribute to just the Namor and Zuri and what they were going through it just had heart throughout it so you can feel it just in your soul I am one of the people who did not feel like Miss Wright should have been Black Panther I was a little concerned about it. I was just concerned about just her carrying that space. Mm -hmm. And because I know the space, her being a scientist and having that, you know, liveliness and that free spirit, that's her. And to see her be Black Panther, I was like unsure of it. So Anthony has been hearing me say, I'm not too sure about this. I'm Mm -hmm. not too sure about this. But she pulled it off because it was full of heart. You can feel her emotions and mm-hmm. how she put it into her being Black Panther. Mm-hmm. So I got all of that. I got all the feels for this movie. Okay. Now, I can agree. It may not be top five. I'm not quite sure if I will put this above the first Black Panther, but I'm not sure. No, I don't think it goes above the first Black Panther. Okay. No, because I, I think for a lot of people, like, Chadwick made it Black Panther and his absence, even though, yes, they did a they did one hell of a job with the tributes. And I say tributes, plural, because there were more than one in this film. But I still felt like. Like his presence was there, but he wasn't there and you could feel that through the movie. Mm-hmm. Not that it was a bad thing, because I think if we had gone through the whole movie and been like, oh, we don't miss him, then that would have been that would have been something that, wrong. That would have been, been something. Weird. But right. it was a great sequel, mm-hmm. especially with all the things you had to work with. So it, I would be amazed how the sequel would have been if he was alive. Like, would you could you have that heart between him and the more dealing with conflict? I wonder. I think you could have um, because T'Challa definitely went through his own conflict. He went through his own guilt. And then if you think about it, if they had continued the story from the last movie, he probably would have been dealing with a lot of guilt regarding Killmonger, you know, and they would have had to they would have had to um, 
Sorry, spoiler. They would have had to kill his mom, too. I mean, something else would have had to happen to push him over the edge like it did. Suri, I believe. Well, I think... It would have been quite different. I'm just... It would have been different. different. I'm not sure... all the heart. I'm not sure if they would have had to have killed anyone for him to get there because if he had lived, Black Panther 2 would have picked up after the snap and after they all returned. So there would have been a little bit of him dealing with not having been there for five years, um, just kind of being absent. And then, you know, with the big, big spoiler in the mid credit scene, just knowing that he wasn't there for most of that. I think that would have been enough to kind of put him on that path. I think it would have been an entirely different movie. I think a lot I, of I, things would have changed. So a whole lot of things would have changed in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think that, I don't think that Ramonda necessarily had to die. I don't think that they would have needed to introduce Ironheart the way they did. I think that they would have gone more towards a, towards a more comic book relevant storyline mm-hmm. as opposed to having to create one where Namor and Shuri had to interact. Mm-hmm. You know I, I disagree. So, I disagree. I think it would have been almost the exact same movie. And the mm-hmm. reason is they had things that they already were already talking about putting in place with um, finding Riri was a result of the was going to be a result of the outreach program which they have started and also Namor was in the plan anyway and I would have mm-hmm. seen it like okay so Namor basically is is making the same argument that Eric made and he would have been like okay maybe I need to deal with this a little bit differently than I did with Eric mm-hmm. you know because in the end he ended up having to fight him anyway so it probably would have been slightly different, but I really think that they were they would have gone in the same direction. They just had to change the script a little bit. Yeah, that's th- yeah, that's what I was saying because he would have still had the emotional baggage that I think Shuri is dealing with in this movie, but his would have been a little more different because he would have been thinking about his father. He would have been thinking about Killmonger and the fact that he had to kill him because of everything that went on. And then again, you're dealing with the aftermath of the snap and returning. That's a lot for someone to have to deal with. I mean, we see how Wanda handled it. Right. Plus she's dealing with the same thing that um, Chadwick would have been dealing with. T'Challa would have been dealing with. Mm -hmm. So hers is actually double and we wouldn't have the seduction scene either. So Mm, no, we wouldn't (laughs) have. No, you could have. It just would have been really awkward. Like, why are you why are you looking in my eyes like this yeah let's let's rule together that's no i mean he still could have he still could have done that with shuri even if uh t'challa was here he could have been you know he could have gone behind and tried to lure shuri into that partnership behind yeah, t'challa's was, yeah. i mean there's so many ways her. yeah they, he could have kidnapped her and that would have been let's work together yeah Talk there's to your brother Talk to your brother about us joining forces. Because the decision that he would have had to, we're not going to dwell on this too long, but the decision Mm -hmm. he would have had to make was, do I need to end this like I did with Killmonger? Like, is this going to be one of those things where he has to make a decision, okay, well, I got to kill Namor. Mm -hmm. 
you know, or or he's gonna come for us. So he would have had sort of the same. It just would have been a different thought process for him as opposed to Shuri. Right. Like I really can see how they took the script and said we can write this for her, and not necessarily have it, you know, for Chadwick. Mm. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because they had they had all these things that they already had in place that they were going to do. So they're not going to just scrap it all because Chadwick is gone. They just have to rewrite it. Yeah, but he he did say some ideas were. So what do you think about the movie? I loved it. Um, I thought that they perfectly captured everyone's grief in a way that was true to the story and true to the person they were honoring. Um. The surprises in the movie were really surprising to me because they weren't things that I expected from the story, you know, going in like, okay, so we're dealing with grief and kind of putting to rest one character. And then we have another major character die in the film, you know, that is also part of the heart of the film. And I was just like, hold up. I was not expecting this. Um, so I think they took some risks that paid off with the storyline. You know, th- there were some things I think that they kind of, um, they kind of kept away from to not tarnish the story that they were trying to tell. I, I think it was a very fitting tribute. Um, like I said, the surprises, you know, we got a cameo in the film. We got a surprise at the end. And there were actually we got, well, not even two cameos, but we had some characters that popped up that were part of the film that we did not see coming. And um, I don't know. I just think it all fit together very well. There are some things I do have questions about and I have not seen it a second time. So, you know, usually I watch it a second time and then I kind of see things that I missed the first time. Mike brought up a very interesting question earlier uh, today in our group chat that we'll get to later on, but I do want to kind of go through and start talking about the movie and like very specific parts of the film. Um, They started out the film with a cold open, which once I got the gist of what they were doing and the situation that they were playing out, I, I already started losing it at that point. So basically they start the movie out. You hear Shuri praying to Bast. Please allow me to save my brother's life. Help me to save my brother's life. And I sat there looking at the screen like, what are they doing? Because I really, I thought, of the, I thought that there might be some little bit of Chadwick in there when they went that direction. I, w- I didn't know if I was ready for that, but it wasn't that. Um, she comes out into her lab and they're basically trying to recreate the heart-shaped herb that was destroyed in the last movie. And apparently T'Challa had some kind of illness that they did not disclose specifically what it was, but it was killing him. And it was killing him kind of quickly at this point. Like they had him on life support. His heart function was not that great. And she was just sitting there trying to do what she needed to do to recreate this herb so she could save her brother's life. And um, 
I forgot who was, I think it was Annika. Maybe it was Annika came up to her and was like, maybe you should go be with your brother. And she was like, no, I have to sit here and do this so I can save him. Like she was so focused on saving him that she missed her chance to be with him when he passed because the queen mother comes in and you could tell from the look on her face, T'Challa has passed. He's gone. He's dead. And I just, I wasn't expecting that in the film. You know, I had heard, um, people talking about it in like previews and stuff. And they were saying that the film took place about a year, year and a half after T'Challa passed. Well, that was true, but they, they neglected to tell us about that first part. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. They did. They just ripped the bandaid off. They didn't, they didn't want one to like take it off. So they're what like, band-aid? Like Whack. they ripped it. I mean, it's like, that was like I, I I was with you like as soon as they went into it I was like oh this is what we're doing oh damn okay cool uh, that's literally what I said out loud I said that in my seat I said oh this is what we're doing oh okay y'all could have y'all could have okay, warned us <laughs> like dang and the urgency that Shuri had was just unnerving like I mean and um shout out to Trevor Noah who's the voice of her AI. And was like, you know, telling her it's like 25%, it's 28%. She's like, mm-hmm. it'll have to do, print it. And it's like, and you can just see like the urgency, like like how much pressure she put on herself mm-hmm. because she knows that she's one of the smartest people in the world. And she's one of the only people, if not the only person that can save her brother. So she's like, she's taking all that responsibility to save the king of Wakanda on herself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, she is just, and that, that pressure is immense. And you could feel how tense and how much pressure she had on herself. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I was just, I, I could just feel, I felt so not uneasy or uncomfortable. Just, I felt like so helpless. Like my heart, my, my heart yeah. was almost racing, like, like with her, like, oh mm-hmm. my God, is she going to be able to do this? I don't think she, I don't know if she can do this. It's sad when you're sitting there thinking, okay, she has a chance. Will she be able to, you know, beat the clock? And then there's Ramonda looking there yeah. like it's too late. Like, oh. But in the back of your mind, you know she's not gonna make it because you know how right. this is going, but you're just still hopeful. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like it actually injected a little bit of hope for you. Like it's like maybe mm-hmm. she can't save him, but maybe she can prolong him enough where she can figure out the real she can get it up to like 30% or 50%. Mm-hmm. Like maybe that 28% will get give him another hour or two where she can figure it out figure out something else but then it's like you're like okay maybe that maybe that's going to happen then she turns around and it's like Ramonda's like he's gone with the ancestors you're like and then then that damn crawl and then we get the marvel crawl and i think it's the same marvel crawl that they um that they created after he passed and they added it to black panther but they changed a couple things but yeah there was no sound. It was completely silent. And when I tell you in the movie theater that we ran, we were in a theater that was pretty much, it was almost sold out. Like it was, it was pretty much at capacity, not a word. And that's the one thing I'm glad about this particular screening because at other screenings, other opening nights, you do have people like us who, you know, we consider ourselves like the diehard MCU fans. Mm-hmm. Like we're going in there, we're paying attention. 
and it's quiet, but you always have those fans who are down there talking, they're joking around. They, you know, they don't, they don't give the films the reverence that they deserve as, as I'm saying this as a diehard MCU fan, but this particular screening silence, like the only thing you could hear during that crawl was. I'm sorry. That was me. I was sitting right behind that. Was yeah, that was me. That was <laughs> Michelle. That was Casey. That was the people down the road from us. Like we heard ain't nobody paying no attention. I, and stop it. I, I, I saw you put your head down a little bit. This know, is one instance where being hard is not whatever. Whatever. Not cool. Now, what? we had the opportunity to see it again with our family the next night. And again, that movie theater holds that theater holds a lot of people and it was dead quiet in there. Okay. I mean, the whole entire movie, which is kind of odd. Mm-hmm. Like nobody was getting up to go to the bath. Nobody no. was moving. No. And even the second night that we saw mm-hmm. it, I mean, it was quiet. All you can hear again was. Right. But I mean, and people reacted like in certain areas, in certain parts, like I feel like everybody had the same reaction. It's like you could hear everybody. We all reacted at the same time, but it might have been a little bit staggered. So you hear somebody gas like, <gasps> You hear all of that and then you hear what the fuck, you know, when Ross's ex-wife is revealed and everybody was like, wait, what? So it was one of those surreal experiences where I think everybody was kind of in sync. But man, let me tell you that Marvel crawl. And I don't think you ever realize how long that Marvel crawl is until you have to sit there and listen to it. I mean, watch it with no sound it went on and i was like forever. if they don't end this thing soon mm-hmm. i'm gonna break before this film even starts then we have the funeral scene y'all i was like okay so they're just gonna rip our heart out for the whole first 10 15 minutes that way maybe we won't have to feel anything <laughs> for the rest for the of the rest. film Because that funeral scene, again, very beautiful way to pay homage to someone who was a leader of that cast, someone who was a leader of that nation, and to do it in a way that is respectful. You know, it wasn't, I think sometimes when you, when you have to incorporate a death into a storyline because of a person dying. I, I don't think it happens too often because a lot of times they either kill the, kill the character off or they just kind of re sometimes they recast, but I don't mm-hmm. think sometimes that can be hit or miss. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you mm-hmm. can try to do the right thing or you can try to do a good thing and it may come off kind of eerie kind of, Mm, I don't know if I'm feeling this. Right. And one example I used was they did it perfectly was the Fast and Furious. Um, And when Paul Walker died, instead of just, they honestly, they should have just killed the character off. And that pushed their family on. Mm -hmm. But instead, they have dreamlike sequences. They had his brother kind of stand in for him at Mm -hmm. the end. And now every time we have a movie, the wife is involved 
and he's watching the kids. Right. Or his blue car is driving by. He's almost to dinner, everyone. Yeah. yeah. No, no, and the, the blue skyline pulled up. Was that the last one? Yeah, I think it was. Last. No, the last one was he's he has the kids. He's on his way. So who was the one that he pulled up in the car? Yeah, he pulled was, up in he it. I thought it was he the one pulled up in the car in the last yeah. one. What he saw okay. that blue skyline pull up? I was like, uh uh-uh, yeah. wait a minute. So yeah. it's see and that I, I, I that agree and with like, you. Yeah, like I could have did that better. Yeah, like I I think because of the way Fast and Furious is, it pro- it would have been more understandable for for me as a fan. It would have been more acceptable to me for Brian's character to have been killed because mm-hmm. of the nature of a lot of the conflicts that they have in the films to, mm-hmm. to have Brian quote unquote at home watching the kids while his wife is in danger, while his best friend is in danger, while his crew is in danger. Mm-hmm. That has never sit right with me because I don't feel like Brian would do that. So I get what you're saying. Um, and, and that could have gone the same way with this series or, you know, this film. Mm-hmm. If I think if they had continued with the character and the character wasn't a great uh, or the actor wasn't a great fit or it just I don't I don't know. I feel like I was one of the people at the very beginning who was like, no, don't recast, don't recast. He is T'Challa. I still feel that in a lot of ways. But I think over the last year, I kind of have straddled the fence because I feel like he loved that character so much and he understood how important that character was that he would have been okay with it being recast. Mm -hmm. I also feel like maybe that that could have been part of his intent career-wise in not revealing that he was sick to begin with. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't know. It's just kind of, it's kind of one of those weird things that it's like, I could see it working either way, Mm -hmm. but since they decided to go in this direction, what they did to honor him and to honor the character, I think they did really well. And I know that had to have been hard because, you know, he's just an actor to us. He's he's not he's not really a tangible thing. You know, I've never met him in person. I've never seen him in person. I didn't know him. I I didn't know the things that made him laugh and the things, you know, I didn't know his work ethic as far as watching him work. That's something I'm very removed from. But to be part of that cast, to be so close to him. And to have to literally sit here and grieve him and funeralize him again, I I can't even imagine what that was like. But mm-hmm. they did it. And they did it in such a way that it was beautiful. It was heartfelt. It was emotional. And it was respectful. Yes, very. And see, yeah. I, I, I see, I understand sort of I get both sides. I fall in the camp of they should have recast it, blah, 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 blah. But I think at the end of the day, at the end of the movie, I see, okay, you Mm -hmm. guys got, yeah, I I see what you're doing Mm -hmm. because it's a way to recast it 
without actually recasting. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. and I love and, it. And yeah. that mm-hmm. that was when I was okay. I, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm on board with mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. because this way you 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 can. We'll talk about how it happens, but you can do it this way and not have to have the issue of comparison of people comp- making mm-hmm. comparisons mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's ultimately what you end up having. Because yeah, the character is huge. The so Charlie is huge, and and it was a cultural thing. It wasn't just that it was a great MCU movie. It was a cultural experience. It was a it was like a shift in the paradigm of of superheroes, mm-hmm. um, especially for for black people all over the world, and the significance of what he did and what they accomplished with the actor and the character. Okay, I understand he passed, and there's no possible way that anyone could carry Can't, on mm-mm. in the same way. It just it it would be it would be sort of unfair to that actor to try. Yeah, to, but but because everyone's gonna be like, oh, but he's not Chad. He's not Chadwick. He's not my Black Panther. Black. We would have had to go through all that. Mm-hmm. But the way they ended it, you realize, okay, we can move forward, and we can get a, another Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Or Mm-hmm. And there were there were also a lot of arguments where they're like, "Well, you see, they always, they always recast Batman. Why can't they re- recast T'Challa?" Okay, do you see how many Batman we have? Do you see how dis- how many, how much of a disparity you have as far as good Batman and bad Batman? Do you see how? I mean, that shit gets confusing after a while. And how many times are you gonna kill his damn parents? How many times are we gonna go through? T'Challa's dad dying. How many times are we going to go through Killmonger? I mean, how many times are we going to tell, are you going to retell yeah. a story or are you just going to start from start over from scratch? It's like, there's a whole lot of things that go into that. It's like, you can't just be like recast them. It's like, you kind of have to figure out how you're going to recast them and how the story's going to go along. Are you going to recap anything? Like, there's a whole lot of stuff going on. I think they did the right thing and technically they did recast T'Challa, but it's, it's not going to happen for another seven or eight years. But I mean, he's kind of been recast. Yeah, kind of, sort of. But I I do want to say this quickly, too, since you mentioned Batman, uh, the geek world lost a huge voice um, of the Batman character in Kevin Conroy this past week. So we just want to say, you know, condolences to his family and his many, many fans. I have actually never met him. Um, I know he's been at conventions um, I think up until even like a few weeks ago, he was still on the convention circuit because he wanted to be there for his fans. What'd you say, Mike? Was he a Dragon Con? I believe he was. I don't know if he was there this year. He wasn't this year, but it's been. I I know he's been there. I just wonder if he he was there this year. He wasn't there this year. I would have been sick. I'd be like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, uh, who it's it's hard being the age that we are because we are getting to the point where we're starting to lose a lot of the you know people that we grew up with i mean kevin yeah. i mean he was the voice of batman for what 30 years in the animated series and mm-hmm. he was uh if i'm not mistaken he was also in the um batwoman series i i do remember him being in one of the um arrow verse crossovers so um, you know, yeah, he was. yeah, so just huge loss, huge loss. So, um, I just yeah, wanted yeah, to yeah. mention that since you brought up Batman, but, um, yeah, I mean, really, he was arguably 
one of the best, like uh, top two, top three Batman ever. He was like, he was number one. Yeah, every everybody has said unequivocally. I'll give you that. Number one. I'll hundred percent give you that. He was number one because he was he was out he, he was outstanding and you know, and you never saw his face, but he was like he he his voice embodied how Batman is. He mm-hmm. embodied Batman, so yeah. it's like I'll give you he's number one. So yeah, absolutely. I that's that's all I've seen like everybody is talking about like there is no anybody above him like no that there, there isn't so <laughs> anyway let's get back to Black Panther um again because I've only seen this once I don't remember a lot of the order that things happen so I don't know if we want to actually like just break down the movie or just talk about the things that you know just kind of talk about the things that happen and how we feel about it but yeah Mike okay let me go ahead and ask this ask, did ask he really just question. raise his hand hey we're, they, we're back to old school that's what he used to uh, okay well this is true oh, 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 oh. Okay. this is true uh-huh <laughs> all right so I've been I was talking to a couple of other other geeks on, online about this I'm um, shout out to Mark Leary I was talking to him talking to him and Raphael Raphael about it and Mark brought up a really good point it's a question I asked in our chat where were the other Avengers at T'Challa's funeral? Oh, Anthony. Okay, now Anthony has his hand up. Yes, Anthony. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm a teacher now. Michelle, this is supposed to be your role. <laughs> You're the teacher. <laughs> All right, I, I don't have a definitive yes, answer. Yes, you do. You have a theory. You have a theory. <laughs> I have a suggestion. Okay. <laughs> okay, so first, I, the Wakandans are very private people. Mm-hmm. That's okay. number one. Mm-hmm. they're very very private mm-hmm. number two t- they don't really have a connection to the rest of the mcu like other than maybe lucky, lucky. and and for lucky that and that was just a handful of people in that case yeah i feel like um, bucky should have been there if any if any body from the avengers i feel like bucky probably should have been, been there. there yeah but but again that they're, they're very private number two he didn't tell anyone he was sick until the last mm-hmm. possible minute. So in in them as a people dealing with their grief, they're not going to think about people who are not there. Right. You know, they're not going to think about telling anyone. That, to be honest, it probably, no one outside of Wakanda knew until after he was dead that he was dead. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Probably after the funeral. Right. Before, I agree. Before okay. any of that happened, because yeah. that's just—they are very private people, mm-hmm. and like again, they don't really have a connection to anyone in outside of, like I said, Bucky. And again, that's and maybe a, Ross, and even Ross wasn't there. No, so well, Ross, yeah, that's that's sure his buddy. Really, yeah, you know, uh, but she's but he not, would pay his respect. I mean, I mean, Bucky, Bucky's Ao's Ao's buddy. Yeah, but I'm saying like. It's one of those scenes where they're not family. Yeah. And they're would, not Wakandans. Mm-hmm. So they're not going to invite a colonizer <laughs> there to mourn their king. Um, that, that, okay. that's, I don't even right. know if I would look at it in that sense. I no, think I'm, I'm when saying, it comes to... Outside of their family. Yeah, their yeah, family, yeah. They're not going to have anyone else there. I feel, like out, I feel like when you think Avengers... You think chaos, you think 
I don't even want to know if I I, want to say well exposed, but it's like the Avengers are such a huge thing in the outside world. And I feel like for their characters to be a part of that celebration, I personally feel like it would have been a distraction. You know what I'm saying? Because it would have been more about the fact that the Avengers were there instead of why they were there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that I makes. Mean, I don't. Sense. I don't know. If, I don't even know if that would have mattered because they would have been there and no one would have paid them any any mind. Like they're huge outside of Wakanda, but it's not like Wakanda is going to let everyone come in and everyone's going to be distracted by the Avengers. The Wakandans there are not going to be distracted by the Avengers. Okay. So it wouldn't be a distraction for the. It will be a distraction for us as the viewers watching the show because we'll be ooh, there's you know Bucky and there's Sam and etc but for the Wakandans okay that wouldn't be a thing so this is what happened I <laughs> must have missed it when y'all closed your eyes for a second to wipe okay, hold on hold on you got yeah you have to say I have a theory if it's a theory okay I have a theory I but it happened I know it happened okay, okay so of course you know in different cultures we have multiple memorial services mm-hmm. this one was family so we saw the family on film Okay, but but remember, there was a year difference later, so we didn't see what happened in that year. Well, they mm-hmm. actually had a memorial mm-hmm. in okay. the states with the uh, Avengers okay. because Captain America 2.0 was there, okay, Bucky was there, Sam was there. That's that's Captain America, America 2.0. 2.0. Oh, we're following. Keep going, Michelle. We got you. Don't okay. worry about that. Yeah. We well, he could have invited old Cap, but old Cap didn't know black, you know, Black Panther. Yeah, he um, did. He did. Not, not old Cap. I wasn't thinking old Cap. I was thinking Isaiah. So I was oh, thinking, okay. No, 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 that's what I was thinking of. So everyone showed up except for the Hulk. And of course, Black Widow. And of course, Tony. <laughs> you know, so they, had a, so they had a little memorial in the States. And that's how you okay. have to think about that. Okay. So they invited jury to come over and they you know gave a little gift thank you for all you your brother did for us ross it's was like funeral, there right you. okay funeral moral service wake okay mm-hmm. yes, i got you. but the one okay. we saw was purely family and mm-hmm. out of respect there was no visitors the second memorial was visitors and e- even public people came up and laid flowers and things like that i could understand and you know i think too it probably makes a difference like how long after Thanos's defeat this happened because he doesn't have the heart-shaped herb to help with his strength. This could have been something that happened to him as a result of the snap, you know, him right. being sick. It could have happened, you know, immediately after all of this. I mean, di- you know, everybody was dealing with their things in different ways. And this could have been something that happened to him. So I kind of, I kind of jump on your, you know, your little theory because it's like, okay, if this happened maybe within the first few months, first year after Thanos, maybe they had a public memorial and honored all of them. Mm-hmm. They could have done that. So, okay. But yeah, yeah. but I, I did think once Mike brought it up, I was like, yeah, that would be kind of weird that, nobody showed up or at least you know like i said at least bucky because bucky owes a lot of who he is now Bucky literally owes to t'challa to, to shuri to, to io 
they helped him recover. So I would think that he, at the very least, would be there, even if nobody else showed up. Right, but not if they don't invite outsiders. That's true. Because to me, this seems like this is more of a private community Mm -hmm. thing. And the difference between Tony, Tony had them all there, but that was Tony's family. That was his only family. Yeah, and T'Challa was still technically kind of new to the whole group. Mm-hmm. Because he was just introduced in what civil war, and he yeah. was he was an enemy then. Yeah, but he has his own huge family though. Mm-hmm. So you know, when you have big family, yeah. sometimes you have different, especially if you're out of the states. Yeah, and plus, just the, had plus a coworker that had a funeral. Her her grandmother died. They had a funeral overseas, and then they had a memorial at home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, plus, I like plus, that theory. Plus, yeah. Plus, the Avengers did bring all of Thanos' henchmen and all all of his stuff to Wakanda, to Wakanda and like yeah. killed a lot of people. So I guess they probably be like, yeah, they no, like, man, y'all keep all that, keep all no. that shit over there. No. Again, what did I say? Chaos. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, I can, I can, I can see that. That's those are really good points. Okay, that, yeah, that I, I, I can see that. But it's, but it's just yeah, I just kind of thought about, it, but I, but that actually makes sense. Cool. Okay. So let's talk about the introduction of Namor and his people. Wait, 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 wait. Can we can we do the can we do the UN part first? Can we do the who? The one year later part, right after the funeral, where where Ramonda's at the UN. Oh, <laughs> coming in like a boss. Okay, I, the, okay. Where is it? One year later, Ramonda's walking before the United Nations. Oh and yes, they're asking her about like. like that part, that's that's one of my favorite parts of the movie. That whole that whole sequence yes. was out fucking standing. I mean, she was just sitting there nice and calm, and Fran France was over there cussing out like, you mean, you, mean, you need to give us give us the vibranium. You need to share the vibranium with us. Where is the vibranium? And like poor Toby Ziegler over there, like, you have to share, you have to share. Toby Ziegler. <laughs> and, and and then Ramonda's like, look, I ain't gotta share shit with y'all. Y'all probably at this moment probably over there trying to steal it. And then you say, Oh my god. <laughs> she said she said she said two important things. She was like, Y'all spend all this time worried about us. Well, we worried about y'all. That's right. why we don't share the, the the stuff with y'all because y'all right. are so freaking crazy nut people who will blow shit up. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is y'all act like we can't defend ourselves. Mm-hmm. I better, yeah. I better oh, excuse me we hear the whispers in the dark oh yeah that was the other thing right yeah like oh we know what y'all we're, are we're, saying we're in shambles now because we don't have our king our and black panther like, let me tell you they found like out you quick. said she was sitting there so calm and she started talking and i literally could hear the neck, neck roll, roll. <laughs> because she was reading them right and left she was like oh Y'all think we owe you something? She was like, okay, so let me tell y'all what's going on. We know that y'all have been working together to try to steal our vibranium. As a matter of fact, hey, why don't you bring them motherfuckers in? Because we caught all of your people who were trying to break in and steal our vibranium. And it is it, it is due to my mercy that they are alive. <laughs> I was like... I- Okay, this this other thing because Okoye said Neil, but she said it. She didn't say it in French. She said, no. she said it in Wakandan. Wakandan. And, and they understood. They went. They yeah. exactly. 
<laughs> and then she said, Je vous en prie. I was like, damn. <laughs> it's like the, the French representative was just like, shit. Right. Oh, and she was like, oh, yeah, y'all are going to get evidence of this incursion on your mobile devices. And right everybody's now. stuff started lighting up. started going off. Oh my god, that, that reminded me of the what if with Killmonger where he's like, I have receipts. And then he like <laughs> pulled the stuff up about <laughs> about what's his name. And I that that seriously was my, one of my favorite parts of the movie. The first the first time we got to see Michaela Cole in her role, like with her daggers. Yeah, okay. because when, when they came when the French soldiers were in the outreach center in Mali and yeah. uh and he was like, they were like, oh, show us, wh- where do you keep your vibranium tools? And they open the door and you hear the, chuk, 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 chuk. Like, oh, they, they're about to get their asses handed to them. <laughs> and and how about how about Okoye spinning her, they were shooting at Okoye with Excuse me, rifles. excuse me, let me interrupt you. Your sentence should have just stopped when you said, how about Okoye? That should have been the <laughs> right. end of the sentence, period. <laughs> Like they're Period. shooting at her with with automatic automatic rifles, and then she's spinning spinning her spear and deflecting everything shot at her. I'm like, yeah. No, how about her, yeah, her right. and uh, what's her name having a casual conversation about the daggers? Right. She's well, like, she's yeah, how are you using those? She's like, oh, she gave, gave them to me. I love them. <laughs> and she's like, no, we use a spear. And I'm like, wow, they're just chit chatting away about this. And and, <laughs> and they're beating like <laughs> side note, the uh the Dora Milaj are like the strongest, one of the strongest fighting forces in the world. They make up almost I want to say a little over half of Wakanda's aren't military might is mostly the Dora Milaj. And, mm-hmm. and they're just they're just badasses. Yeah. In the comic books, no one fucks with them. Period. Right. Yeah, and, and in the MCU, the people that fuck with them get fucked with. <laughs> they, they fuck with them. They find out. The points. Um, sk- right skipping there. ahead, when Okoye is fighting the uh, what is it? The, the, the warrior. The, uh, no, when she was fighting three of them by herself. Uh, yes. And held her own okay yes she did. okay she so we already out. okay just because you brought that up we are not going in order we just gonna talk yeah let's talk okay. about that fight because again this is the thing and th- this is okay i'm gonna tie that into something else that happened in the um film when the queen mother stripped okoye of her rank Ooh. and her position because shuri was quote-unquote captured you know, at that point, she didn't know that Shuri was the one who said, take me, take me to your leader, that sort of stuff. But when she stripped Okoye of that and basically <laughs> blamed her for the fact that Shuri was gone and Okoye was trying to tell her, look, I killed three of them and they got back up like nothing happened. <laughs> and she still stripped, stripped her of it. I was pissed off because I was like, these are super powered beings Okoye took on three of them by herself and held her own against people who are basically enhanced beings do you realize 
what kind of strength, skill, determination, and motherfucking loyalty mm-hmm. she mm-hmm. has to have mm-hmm. in order to do that. She could have at any time tucked tail and ran. You are dealing with these things. They are they are flying. They are doing all sorts of things. When he pulled her into that pole, I thought her arm was about to rip off. Yeah, she still told the toe with one of the strongest warriors. One of the strongest warriors in that force mm-hmm. outside of um outside of Namor. Mm-hmm. Like I thought I, I thought she got knocked the fuck out. Like, does he? He just grabbed her spear and baseballed her into his spear. I was like, yep. oh. And she and had Namora got not, up. Yeah, yes. Had Namora yes. not through that. She popped it back in place. Had Namora not through that bomb, she probably would have killed yeah. that mother. Right. She would have kept, kept going. Right. And that's the thing. Okoye. I, okay, let's. Okoye. Uh, right. And first of all, I did not agree with Queen Mother. I was at that point, I was crying too. Let her keep her job. Let her keep her job. Second I was of all, mad. You, bring up, you bring up some old shit. Now, okay, let's you I'm sorry that my husband did the wrong thing. And y'all put him in prison. Y'all let him have visitors. I'm gonna visit him. What was it the eldest said? She said Okoye put a knife to her own husband out of her loyalty to Wakanda. And I then just, her same loyalty, yes, she stood by Killmonger because he actually did what he was supposed to do to take over the throne. He didn't do it illegally. Yep. But I will say this too, as much as I love Queen Ramonda, she was wrong. I disagree with her a lot in this film. Like a too. lot of the decisions that she was making, I felt she was ba- she was making based on emotion. She mm-hmm. was making based on anger. And a lot of the decisions, instead of just even just listening. Now, I understand Namor took you. He, he surprised you when he got through the barrier and he was in the waters in Wakanda. I understand that threw you off. But instead of automatically looking at him as an enemy, because believe, believe the way that he snuck in there, if he wanted to kill y'all, he could have. Yeah, if he wanted to destroy Wakanda at that point, he yeah, could have. Mm-hmm. She could have taken a more diplomatic approach and tried to listen to what he was going to say. And I don't know, maybe if people had listened to him, they might have been able to actually talk him down. Maybe not. But you see with the way that he interacted with Shuri, this is not one of those guys who is just like overly maniacal. He's not one of those that's just like, oh, I'm going to kill. I'm going to destroy this and other. He had a valid reason for doing the things that he did or wanting to do the things that he that he did. He's trying to protect his people. That's it. And y'all, y'all didn't contribute it, even though she didn't realize she did it. Riri Williams built a project. <laughs> she built a school project within a couple of months that was capable of detecting vibranium, even in the smallest amounts. And the government, of course, came in, took this, 
and started using it for their own advantage. Actually, her, her professor sold it to the government. Mm-hmm. That, so her professor, professor sold like, something that didn't even belong to him. She, she should have got challenged. that money. That's yeah, a whole other conversation. She, she she's like, oh, you can even make a machine to find uranium. Oh, I can. Oh, really? Prove it. Yeah. And, and she does it. And what do you do? You turn around and sell it. Yeah, let me for, let me send this off to get tested. First yeah. of all, that's Yo, why she made it in a garage again. with a box of scraps. That's with a box of scraps. <laughs> as, a, as an educator, you know the potential of your students. He knew she could do it. That's why you challenged her. Mm-hmm. He had a timeline and he needed to make some money. This is the same thing that Captain Pike did to Kirk. I challenge you to do better. That is true. You know the this other thing I was thinking about, <laughs> even though we have even though we have to re-record this episode, real genius. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Brought that it, to it, mind. The whole real genius. Yeah. 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 It really so, is. Anyway. Yeah. But yeah. So so. so the government has taken this machine. They are in the ocean. They have found some vibranium and they found it because the machine uh, was drilling into the ocean floor and broke its drill bits. And then all of a sudden you get people starting to get snatched out the water. And then up on the boat, you have people hearing this weird singing noise and they're getting hypnotized. They're starting to just kamikaze walk off the ship i said oh so we're bringing some sirens into this ship okay right Mm. and and shout out to um lake bale so when i saw her i'm like oh what part she playing oh never mind she don't have a part (laughs) never mind she just crashed (laughs) (laughs) grand opening grand closing all right see you later before before we go on i do want to i i have uh, another idea, not theory. a theory. Theory. Idea, There's not. nothing wrong with the word theory, Anthony. It's, it's a, uh, you have yeah, to get over your WandaVision hurt. You need to heal. Have you have you learned no, nothing? I refuse. From phase four. You've learned nothing from re- phase four. No, phase four has been all about getting over things and healing and moving on. You've learned how's, nothing, Anthony. You've how, learned nothing. How's that Mephisto thing working out for you? He's still confirmed. He is 100% still confirmed. See? You see that, Anthony? I've healed. I've moved on. And I'm still going forward. That's what phase four is about. <laughs> healing and moving forward. And you have not done that yet. I'm very disappointed. And I'm not. As I was saying, the, <laughs> the, the idea that I have about... It's, it's merely an observation of Namor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's old. Like, He's like 500 years old, I feel like. Yeah, he's, mm-hmm. he's old stuff. And uh, I mean, he was there when the conquistadors, like, he, he was young he, when the conquistadors gave smallpox to everybody. Where, where right. was he? Where was he when Old Boy and the Eternals hypnotized that whole group of people and marched them off? Anyway, um, you remember the Eternals? Druid. Yeah. <laughs> What was he when that happened? But that's but we can't moment. we can't do that because we had whole, probably, whole questions about the Eternals. Like, where were the Eternals when Thanos was here? Where were the Eternals when this was going on and when that was going on? Where were they when where was Steve, was Wild, where was Steve Rogers when the Civil Rights Act was where, where the Civil Rights Riots were going on when all black people <laughs> getting hung? Where was Steve Rogers? Huh? Well, he Where's was Captain, frozen. Where's your Captain that, America now? He, huh? he was frozen. He was frozen. He was frozen. <laughs> he had a valid excuse. Um. <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, he so they're probably he's, in the water. He said he said in his ways, mm-hmm. and and he his people treat him like a god. So I kind of don't know if a diplomatic solution would have worked with him, though she should have tried. Um, but I, I don't I don't think it would have really worked with him because his mindset is a little bit off. And if you know him from the comic book, he's not the most stable person <laughs> there <all>. is <laughs> okay. at all. And uh, so, and, and that's what I liked about Tanak Huerta. I think his yeah. name is Tanak mm-hmm. Huerta. His, his ability to go from being really charming to being really yes. maniacal to being really sweet and kind and, uh, and then Yo. also being really crazy. Let me he tell you all those things, but he refers to everyone as children because everyone is like younger than him, so they're all his children. He's looking at Queen Ramonda like she's a baby, really. Yeah. She's she, they have to listen to him, yeah, because he doesn't, he, he can't think any other way, yeah, and he's not going to repeat himself either. <laughs> no, clearly. Not, clearly, no, not getting a warning. He says what he says I'm going to kill you, I'm going to kill you. <sighs> Yeah. yeah. Didn't didn't see that coming though yeah. for real. Oh. But anyway, and, no, and and was not like sympathetic or whatever. He's like, no, oh, y'all got y'all morning dead. You got a week. I'll be back to wipe you all off the face of the earth. Because he <laughs> talked because he said what he said. Just mm-hmm. like the queen don't want to be repeated either. He said what he said. And yeah. that's that's why I loved, you know, the actor who played him because one, he was just so charming. I mean, like literally that was a seduction of we should be partners in crime. And then when he got- I was to, sitting there like- um, Are they getting together? Like take the bracelet. No, I didn't even think- my of, land. I didn't even think about that because I just- No, it was just how, I mean, and that's just could be how he just talks to everyone. Mm-hmm. It was just very charming. Yes, like, you know, because I was in the movie the theater like- why the I'll, hell you give her part- a bracelet that your mama gave you? I don't think so. You don't know her for that long. Well, you know what? I kind of, I was wondering if at first when he did that, I thought that the bracelet had some kind of special power. Like there was something like, I don't know if it was her having the bracelet would have given them easier access into Wakanda. I really thought he was giving it to her for more nefarious yes more nefarious reasons no he was just he 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 was was just being kind and like we should really we our lands are alike you're the you know not the queen yet but you're the princess of your land and i'm the queen because he was already gonna kill right no but you know what i don't think that was i don't really think that he he was gonna do that that. Mm -mm. what pissed him off was ramonda distracted him while nakia was going to get her. Yes. And I think if Nakia had left with Shuri and that was it, he might not have come for them with the vengeance that he did. But the fact that they shot two of his people and one of them died, mm-hmm. that was the part where he was like, okay, you know what? Gloves he, off. I'm about to but, fuck y'all up. But he also said to the queen, don't come and try to rescue her. I want to see no Wakandans in the ocean. Mm-hmm. And what happened? A Wakanda mm-hmm. came in the ocean, took the mm-hmm. scientists. To... But, the, but the bracelet was a very significant thing for him to do. Yeah, right? it was. He really was. 
he really wanted her on his side to do yeah. this with him. Mm-hmm. This is the first time he's talking to an outsider. This is the first time he's an outsider to yeah. the yeah. Capital, like ever. Yeah. Ever. That's why I was feeling like he's trying to make a connection. Yeah. As, a, as somebody who has made a very bad ship, as far as how I ship, what's the name in freaking Shadow and Bone? <laughs> I and knew that's where he was going. It turned out to be the same damn thing. I, I've given up shipping people. I, I literally was like, I was looking at him like, is he trying? He trying to spit game at her? Like, why is he? Like, I mean, why they got him? Like, he's like looking her up and down and like sitting next to her and like he's like, yeah, you know. I mean, it's like it's like he took her. He took her down to Tolucon and was like showing her around. He's like, yeah, I made this son. Uh, these are my people. You know, he's like, yeah, say hi to the kids. Yeah, the kids are cute. Yeah, come on over here. Let me show you this. You know, yes. it's all mine, baby. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah, I- we should be the. Easily could have shipped them. I, I could have because I don't. Yeah, he's hundreds of years old, but you know we've had this conversation before. Yeah, what do you do when you're a, when you're hundreds of years old and you don't really have any peers in your age group? Are you really just supposed to be alone for the rest of your life? Like it doesn't change. The- I'm just saying. You're supposed to just, not think about it. Like don't think. Yeah, about you it. just don't think about it. <laughs> just you know, just go for it. I mean, she she's an adult. He's an adult. If they want to, then let them. But like, I, hey, how was how was Marie Antoinette? <laughs> but it but you know, he is charming, and I really felt like he could have been. It, he's one of those characters. I feel like he didn't have to be evil. Like he could have, he could have really just went up to the surface world and be like, okay, look, let me give y'all an example of what I can do if y'all don't stop fucking with us. He could have made a small example and been done. He could have scared the humans off enough that they were like, okay, you know what? We're going to back off because yes, even though those soldiers tried to get at the vibranium stores, they did go to an outpost. Notice they didn't bring their asses to Wakanda. They knew better than to do that. I think if Namor would have had kind of sort of the same approach, he might have been able to scare some of them off and they could have left them alone. But I think, too, I understand that he's like, okay, you know, now that they know that this might be there, if they come and find us, then they're going to destroy us. So I understand his, his point of view. But I think for him to go from charming to yes, let's let's partner up and kill all of the all of the humans and it just be us. I was like, damn, that went from zero to sixty real fast. Yeah, yeah. yeah. His childhood memory is seeing um, his people being wiped out by humans, mm-hmm. and like that—that that is like the last interaction he actually had with humans. So no, he doesn't really think highly of of the surface people at Mm-mm. all. And it's one thing we learned about him, he doesn't do anything halfway. Like he goes full out with everything he does. Yeah. Like he's gonna he's gonna evade you, he's gonna evade you hard. He's gonna come after you, he's gonna come after you hard. He's not just gonna maim you, he's gonna try to kill you. He's not gonna try, just try to knock a building down. He's gonna knock down everything he's not just going to try to intimidate the queen he's going to try to kill the queen he doesn't he's not half-assing anything he's going full the fuck out i'll say but but ramonda did make a reasonable compromise we'll just keep riri in wakanda 
and she won't ever build another one again. He's like, no, nah, that's not good enough. Okay, dude, what, what you really want? Because he that wanted, like he wanted Riri dead. Period. That was, pretty, that was a pretty good compromise, though. I, I think so too. But again, that's why I said he had gone he had gone past that point of being charming and being reasonable. Like your first thought is, oh, she created this machine, so we're gonna kill her. Um, how about go talk to her and be like, yo, so this is what this machine does. And it was obvious that she had no clue that her machine was even out there doing that kind of stuff. So if you see that she's like, oh, hold up. I did not know this was going on. You probably could have sat and talked to her and be like, okay, so this is what's happening. This is what we need to not happen. So I need you to not do this again or else this will happen to you. They could have shown her what happened on the ship with the soldiers, you know, walking off or whatever. They could have lightly threatened her. But to go from, oh, this is the person who built the machine. Okay, she has to die. Like, dude, give her the benefit of a doubt. And I understand what you're saying about how his only interaction with humans was seeing them, you know, as slave owners, you know, taking people who looked like him and his mother's ancestors and kind of enslaving them and mistreating them and all this other stuff. I understand that, but also that was 500 years ago. Give people the benefit of the doubt that maybe some of us are not monsters. You know, it's just kind of like, don't just lump everybody in with these little assholes that you encountered. 500 years ago yes there are still some assholes here on this earth and in this day and age but it was obvious riri williams was not one of them shuri was not one of them queen ramonda she might have been a little bit of asshole but you know what she's also the queen of the country she kind of has to be in in some sense you know but I don't know. I just feel like his character, as charismatic as he was and had as brilliantly as he was, you know, he was portrayed. That character is just like he he's one of those characters where it's like, okay, well, you know, this is where shit hits the fan. And what are you going to (laughs) do? Because we, you know, you look at his him and you look at his people, you already see they have the strength. They have the stealth. They have the numbers. They have yeah. the numbers. They have the skills. And they have the determination. Once they made up their mind or once he was like, yeah, you know what? Kill all of them. Oh, this is what we're doing. I mean, even in ba- <laughs> when Mbaku was getting into that fight, as big as he is and as strong as he is, they threw him around like a fucking rag doll. I was like, he was even like, he when they broke, his, him. broke his chest plate. Like I thought, I thought Abaku was dead. I, I did like, too. I, I did like, too. Did he just put his, his fist through his chest? Like, holy shit. And Abaku, Abaku sat up. He was like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Who, who, who? Like, holy shit. I felt that. I was like, but yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was dead. And I was like, are they really about to kill M'Baku in this movie? I thought I was, I I was like, I'm about to riot. And then we get the scene where the palace gets flooded. Riri starts sinking. 
the queen goes to save her and you see her struggling trying to get them up and i was just like mm mm and then i thought about it i was like they're not about to kill them because riri is going to have her own show they can't kill her and of course i'm sitting here thinking there's no way they would kill romanda tachaka is already gone tachala is gone romanda they they wouldn't do that i forgot what i was watching obviously I did too. Oh, because when Akoya and them broke it, when they got into the room and she is face down in the water, I was like, oh, okay, they finna save her. They finna do something. They about to save her. And I'm just sitting there looking like, okay, any any moment now, any moment now, you can start breathing now. And then when Riri started, I was like, okay, so the queen has to be okay. And then I looked at Okoye's face and I was like, oh, y'all finna do this shit. Y'all gonna make it so that Okoye has no closure with the with the queen. She just she just been dismissed and left out in the cold. And now the one person whose forgiveness you wanted, she is gone. I was like, y'all dirty as fuck doing that. Yeah. Um, shout, shout out to Angela Bassett for being as fit as a 20-year-old woman like Golly, hey, damn, man, you're into, you're damn near 70. When like, she came what in, the hell? When she came into the UN, I was like, she like she she could be doing and kick somebody's ass. Yeah, I, I, I thought see again, this goes back to the what if the killmonger what if. I thought I, was just, I thought she was getting ready to have a spear and be like for T'Challa <laughs> and like start start work, start regulating. I, I mean I kind of wanted that scene. I was like, I just want to see her like fight, fight. Yeah. But it wasn't meant to be. It wasn't meant to be. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so we're gonna we're gonna circle back because there's some other things that I want to talk about that happened earlier in the movie. So when they finally do meet Riri Williams, first of all, perfect. I cannot wait. I cannot fucking wait for her show. Whoever is doing the casting at Marvel and specifically whoever is casting these phenomenal young people, give them a raise. They spot on. Mm-hmm. Spot the fuck on. Because she was perfect. She was perfect. She was. So, so when we're introduced to her character, She's walking on the grounds of MIT. She approaches this white boy. She takes his phone. She turns around and she was like, you're late. And he was like, oh, I was going to send it to you, blah, blah, blah. 800, right? She was like, that was yesterday's price. It's a band now. She did his homework (laughs) and she charged him $800. But because he didn't pay, she ended up charging him another $1,000. And... He sat there and he paid it. She was like, he was like, well, you know, anybody can do such, 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 or whatever it was he said to her. She was like, what was your grade again? Sent. <laughs> Here you go. It's been sent. And she just turned around and walked off. And I was like, I like her. I can't wait. I, I like her. Wait. Oh but my then God. to She's see the- her be that badass and then when she meets shuri and she sees sure she's like oh my she had like a total fangirl moment and then when okoye comes in they're like oh you need to come to wakanda she's like hold up no 
I can't go to Wakanda. She pulled a Peter. She was like, I can't go, I can't go to Wakanda. I have a class in 20 minutes. I was like, oh. what is it with y'all? Wait, first, first she was like, oh, am I being recruited? She went from, am I being recruited to, oh, wait, no. Uh-uh. I got a class in 15 <laughs> I minutes. There you go. Oh, my God. And um, because of the sadness that's kind of over the film, she brought a lot of light to it. And I like MCU have issues with throwing just humor for humor's sake. But I like that she brought the humor and it was lighthearted humor. And it's just normal teenage right. humor. Like, I like the oh, humor for humor's sake. I like the humor in the MCU. I do, but not this movie wouldn't have been the one to do it. That's what I'm right. trying to Okay, say. I get what you uh-huh. This this movie wouldn't have been the one that, okay, we're going to have screaming goats. Like that wasn't, a, you know, we just can't do <laughs> things like that with this movie. But the the lighthearted humor, you know, you in those see Anthony's moments. face while you mentioned he's the like, screaming goat. He's like, yeah, please don't talk about those. <laughs> but it was just so, it was just so perfect. Especially right. when they got kidnapped, and she's like, "Wait a second, now this is the time we don't have a Black Panther." <laughs> no, the, no, oh, the, her, no, her, 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 in her room, and she was like, "I'm not going to do your ashy head." And Okoye turned around, was like, looked, looked at Shuri, she's like, "I thought you said my makeup was good." He's like, "It's fine, it's fine." <laughs> or when that the server, the server brought her the outfit and was like, "Oh, royalty have to dress like royalty here," and then she's like, "Wait, that's some old villain <laughs> stuff." Villain stuff. <laughs> 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 yeah she was funny i loved her character i loved her character mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think oh okay big reveal number one so once they are trying to figure out about the vibranium machine shuri and ramonda they're trying to figure out you know where this machine came from and who who created it so okoye and shuri they go to find, as um, Shuri says, her favorite colonizer. They go and find Everett Ross. And he's the one that gives them the information as far as who, who built it. And, and, you know, he's giving this to them. This is classified information. He's not supposed to be giving it to them. But he gives it to them because, as he says, T'Challa and Shuri saved his life. And he owes them. So then we see a scene where... They're, um, I forgot, what was it? They were, was it after they they came after Riri? Is that where we first see Val? When, when they, the when they're. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was on, on the bridge. On the bridge. You're right. I can jump so the, on your Peloton. So, <laughs> so they're investigating this fight on the bridge. This is after Okoye and Namor and all of them get to fighting. And while Okoye is knocked out, or while she's, excuse me, while she has been thrown into the uh, river, Shuri tells them to take her to Namor. So when Okoye comes up, Shuri's gone. The warriors are gone. So by the time the CIA gets there and Ross gets there, here comes the, the so-called director of the CIA and it's Countess <laughs> Valentina whatever, whatever. I can't remember her name. <laughs> Julia Louis-Dreyfus. And I'm sitting here looking like we really got to see her again. I was I was one step away from saying if John Walker shows up in this thing, I'm going to be mad. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
But she shows up. She starts talking to Ross. And her tone is simultaneously dismissive and flirtatious. And it's a weird vibe. Like, what was the line that she said, um, Michelle? Something about, uh, oh, yeah, I can just come over to your house. I'll take a ride on your Peloton or something. I'll jump on. I can come over and jump on your Peloton. Yeah. It's about jumping on this Peloton. (laughs) Right. So they're in the car. he's, He's giving her a ride back to langley i guess it was and they're having a conversation and she's like yeah so this seems like the kind of thing that your friends do because of course they're thinking that it's the wakandans because there's vibranium involved because they don't know about namor and his people yet they don't know about these other people who have vibranium in you know in, in their land existence whatever you want to call it So she's sitting there talking to him, trying to get him to spill like some secrets of the Wakandans. And he's not saying anything. So she starts, they they have this conversation. And before she gets out the car, she says, oh, yeah. And I I need to apologize to you for some things that I said when we were married. It was like, that's who the ex-wife is? Like, I'm, I'm sitting here trying to figure this out, like, how in the hell did y'all even like? Yeah, how does that work? Like, huh? Anthony has his hand up. So Michelle and I watched the first Black Panther a couple of days beforehand, mm-hmm. and when we when we see him, Michelle goes, "Hey, he has on the wedding ring. I wonder who he's married to." <laughs> <laughs> it was literally like a day or two before we saw the movie. I didn't see that coming. That is funny. Nobody saw this coming. This is this yeah. was this along along with the other one that we're getting ready to discuss were two of the best kept secrets like in MCU. Like, how did they keep the secret? Like, I I'm like, did they the, keep the secret or did they just say let them be married? I don't know. It just seemed like well, it was I her being in her her being in the movie that was, would be the I secret think, was a big reveal. Like okay, every, and him being was, married was even was even bigger. Like, get yeah, yeah. I just first feel like they just like, kind of picked someone for him. So no, I don't um, think that was random, especially with the fact that she has been introduced in phase four. Mm-hmm. I don't think that was random. Okay. I don't think that was random because you have to think about it. We saw her at the beginning of phase four. Right. We're also seeing her now at the end of phase four because Black Panther Wakanda forever is officially the end of phase four of the MCU. But my question is, when we had Black Panther, when they had a Mary, did they know this was the direction they were going? Did they decide at the beginning of phase four that this was going to be his wife? I'm going to say two words for you. Kevin Feige. Okay. well, it probably was on the board. (laughs) <laughs> he deserves a better one. He was on the board. Yeah. There was a post-it right. note in the far upper corner. Right. Yeah, upper right-hand corner. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the guy, and I'm gonna say that I really didn't need most of Ross and Val in this movie. Like, I agree. I, I just, while I appreciated it, I feel like. They could have done so much more with that time. Like I didn't, I didn't need to see her arresting him, her sneaking to his kitchen and 
doing all the little smooth talk and saying, yeah, yeah, I knew I was snooping on you anyway. And then pulling pulling handcuffs out of the kitchen drawer. I was like, oh, you know exactly where those were, huh? I was just about but, to say, because my question was, <laughs> you're in his house. You have snuck in his house and you're pulling handcuffs out of the kitchen drawer. Were those handcuffs already in the kitchen drawer or did you bring those with you? Either way it goes, considering that's your ex-husband, I have questions. Right. Why? Also, you can I, walk him out. With, he doesn't have to be handcuffed. Okay. Also, also I, I, have another, I have another question real quick, Ant. I have another question. Is this the same Val that tried to kill Hawkeye? No, because it was no. I, it is. I know because I, well, I'm thinking, no, I'm not. I know it's the same Val. I'm just saying. What I'm saying is, but, and also, but, I have a theory that she's a scroll. I'm sorry. Yeah, I think I she's a scroll too. But yeah, you know. But that's that's Izzy. on Beyond Zebra. Yeah, I, I was gonna say. I don't think she was the one who. She wasn't trying to. Well, I know that she presented I, his information to Yelena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's like she presented the information to Yelena. This is supposed to was that supposed to have been after Falcon and Winter Soldier after she recruited John Walker? If if you know, then it's like she know. could be. I, I'm I don't, I don't I'm pretty sure that she didn't try put a hit out on Hawkeye when she was director of CIA. Though it could have happened like that, I don't think. I think that this happened before they made her director of the CIA. I but, was gonna say her being director of CIA wouldn't have changed none of that. Uh, no, it wouldn't. Yeah, that wouldn't her, have made her any hit difference. Out on Avenger is kind of is, is kind of dirty even for the CIA. That's still kind of dirty. If, if I mean, you know, even, even with the Sokovia Accords, you still don't want to be like you know, uh, yo, you're a black widow. I need you to kill this dude. Are you and and what's her name's mother from Kingpin would mm-hmm. not have had had that connection to Val either. I wouldn't think. So that whole thing got me kind of convoluted. I was like, you know what? We could just done without all this. I felt like, I felt like on um, what's her name on She-Hulk. We're like, okay, just scratch all that. First, if you know what we know about secret invasion, a lot of her decisions could be explained just for being okay. a scroll. That's number one. It's not really a spoiler because. I I don't think they're gonna go along with secret invasion for the most part because there's a lot of other stuff that's gotta that's gotta be worked out right first. And the other thing is um, going back to She Hulk. I know we haven't talked about it, but the whole scene where she's talking about y'all do these things in the movies for reasons. There's reasons because he's going. Ross is going to be with um, Okoye and what's her name in the their show oh and, yeah 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 so they they sort of had to introduce him and then you have to have val in it because we're closing out phase four and she's going to be key in the next phase with the thunderbolts mm-hmm. and the secret invasion and all that stuff right. so it, it, they kind of had to do it here because there was nowhere else to do it mm-hmm. you know Remember, I, I, this is going back to the previous conversations we've had. The people who only watch the movies need to have those threads for the mm-hmm. next part. Because if they're not in the movies, and then when they pop up in the movies, then they have to spend a lot of time explaining why these people are in it and what they're doing. So right. 
for the people that only That's watch what the shows the are for. Go watch the show. Right. There are people right, exactly. There are people that are just not gonna they're not gonna do that. There are people, the majority of the people are not gonna go watch the show. I don't even know if we can say the majority now because there are people well, I that, won't say the majority, but yeah. there there's some that they'll watch some shows, but not all shows. Mm-hmm. And then they'll just watch one particular show, not anymore. Mm-hmm. And then you have a group that's not gonna watch them at all. And you still you have to have some thread. It 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 fills out the world for you, and it makes it a richer experience. Yeah. But it's not necessary. You know what I mean? And so they put the thread of Val and and Ross in there to kind of help those people when we go into the next phase, and they pop up in the movies, and we can kind of understand. Okay, this is why they're there. Especially still, Val, because I mean... Val is important. Mm-hmm. I disagree. Where, where have we where have we seen her in the movies? We've seen her in Black Widow. That's it. That's, That's it. it. Yeah. So <laughs> they won't have a point of reference for her mm-hmm. if those people hadn't seen Black Widow. Which wait a minute, and was it really the end, or was it an end credit scene? It was an end credit scene. Credit so scene. they got up. Look, I disagreed with you then when you said that you don't. They don't have to yeah, watch the TV shows, and I still do. I still disagree with you. I still. Me too. I. I, I you. If you're going to bring stuff in from TV shows, people need to watch the TV shows. It's as simple as that. I agree. Like, but that's a whole I, other conversation. I know. That but I, know I mean, I know. Right I literally know people who just watch the movies and have watched nothing on Disney Plus. I don't understand. And they're not I even asking any questions about. That's, I, mean, I, I think that's because those are probably the people who are just casual fans. They're just like, those are the fans that are like, oh, I'm just watching this movie because it's cool and I like it. They don't okay, care think, about all the other for, stuff. Oh, no, yeah. no, we're, we're, hold on, hold on. Think for a second. Just use your rational brain and think for a second. How are, do you think there are more casual fans or more diehard fans? Oh, there's shit more, t- shit ton more casual fans. Okay, and I keep forgetting that, that we're answer. that we collectively. No, we, it's easy if we get caught up in our heads and we start to think that everyone is a diehard fan like us, and they're not. Most people are are casual fans, and most of them are not watching the TV show. But then but there's, the- there's some in the middle who actually are dedicated, but to the movies. They understand there's comic books. But they're not on board with the TV series. They watch the movie. They watch the movie 500 times. They reference one movie. They can see the connections. But they are not watching the TV series. I, mean, I, I understand they can't even no one... They can't even tell you the names of the TV series. They don't. I need to know where y'all are finding these people because I have not come across any yet. And y'all need to hang around better people if that's those people y'all hanging around. Thank with. you, Michael. Thank you. <laughs> um, Thank you. And, and and also I get I get the fact that no one can be geeks like us. I mean, we're we're kind of mm-hmm. we're kind of one of a kind as far as you know, watching TV series, watching movies, and some of us like reading the comic books and stuff. I mm-hmm. get all that. I totally get it. But it's visual. Visual media is easier than like watching media is easier than reading media, and it's like if you can watch a show and have something have something explained to you, why wouldn't you do it? Yeah, I mean, I, mean, that I makes, agree. That makes sense to us. Yeah, I so. mean, we're not disagreeing, but no, we're not. They're, no, right. they're just. Yeah, I mean, 
And then there's some, like a you know, um, a coworker I talked to today that they are watching the TV series because they know they have to to keep up with what's going on in the movie so they can mm-hmm. understand what's going on in the movies. Even though they're not liking the TV series or liking some of the movies, but they're watching it to make sure that they know how it all connects so they're not missing out. Like they can't stand uh, Doctor Strange. They don't care for Ant-Man, but they know they're going to see it because it plays relevance rev- in something else in the future. You know Who doesn't care, care for Ant-Man? I, I, I will beat somebody. I was about that. to ask the same question. Like, <laughs> use me. Ant-Man is the most like one of the most likable characters in the MCU right now. Doctor Strange, I can understand. He's not for everybody. But Scott, <laughs> you can't no, you can't, can't do that to Scott. No, I'm, I'm, I will that, I will not allow it. Oh that reminds me of the one listener I will not call him out, but who's like he listens to our podcast, but he listens to it in sequence. He even listens to the shows that he doesn't watch because he doesn't want to miss anything that we talk about. <laughs> he said the one time he skipped, he missed a reference. So he had to go back and he realized, okay, I got to watch them all. I got to listen to them all. <laughs> even if it's a show I'm not going to watch. I just have to listen to it because I will get the references. I'm sorry. I mean, it's true. If you, no, if that's why he's fussing out. at me about finishing Shang-Chi. <laughs> <laughs> Oh goodness oh, he's man. gonna kill us that's funny he he's you gonna be like oh my is. god we love you <laughs> that's, that's my dog man that's my that's the homie but okay that's- let's let's move on because there were some other things that happened in this movie ooh, ooh, that ooh. we need to talk about ooh, ooh, ooh. oh lord in, yes in Baku, and he's him walking into the throne room and his confrontation with the Koye. Yeah, with the carrot. <laughs> with the carrot. Because, of course, they're vegetarians. But uh, <laughs> um, Okoye said, he said, oh, yeah, we should just kill the fish man. And she's like, yeah, you wouldn't have killed him. Your brain would still be there or whatever. And he's like, you bald-headed demon. <laughs> and no. Kareem Ramonda just points. But he started he started off turning to the border tribe like you should be fired. Holy <laughs> <laughs> y'all should be fired. Man, like, how the hell y'all was... let this fish man with wings on his feet? <laughs> <laughs> just just casually walking in dissing people. It's like right. You know, and then the border tribe start talking and they start. <laughs> 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 And in the last movie, in the first Black Panther, it was a low frequency grunt. And in this one, it was a high frequency grunt. He's like, what happened? He's nicer now. <laughs> He's an ally now. <laughs> He's not trying to take the throne. Okay, I will say this about Umbaku in this film. Seeing the development of his character going from, you know, this outsider, this person who is like, you know, I don't want to be a part of your, you know, I don't want to be a part of your little group. I'm staying over here on the outside. Don't involve me in any of your politics. Don't involve me in any of your struggles. We have nothing to do with it. To see him go from that to being one of Shuri's like most trusted advisors and, and comforts, you know, comforters, you know, he, he tells her, you know, I told your brother, I would look out for you and I would counsel you. And he did like, 
even the time when she was sitting there, she was so angry and she wanted to basically burn the world. You know, that was the phrase that she used in this film. He was there to talk her down and he never, he was never condescending towards her. He was never disrespectful towards her. He listened when she needed someone to listen to and he offered counsel when he felt like she needed she needed it. And then even at the point where she was like, I'm going to do this and you're going to help me and you don't have a choice. He didn't bulk up and be like, no, I'm not doing this or whatever. He was just like, okay. Because I think he, he knew that eventually she would see what he was trying to tell her. And I, just watching him and the way he was just kind of calmly diffusing situations and then when it was needed bringing the much needed comedy it i yes he's one of my favorite characters like they call him cool Khan, the wing serpent cool right oh wait i don't think we read books right just because we up here i was like mbaku is not here for y'all shit he was like yeah i will stop looking down on us we smart we know some things I loved oh. him. Yes, and yes. I already start shipping for the future. Oh Lord, shipping who? I won't say right now because I don't want y'all to jump on me. All right, we, we carry we on. Won't jump. We won't jump on you. Carry on. Okay, you already uh, probably know huh. who it is. Sure, I'm kind of figuring it out. Mm. Mm-hmm. No, uh, no. Wait a second. Not. I said later, not right now. No, we, no. Even if we do we that, we're not doing that later. We're no, not no, doing no. that later either. No, 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 absolutely no, not. Michael. No, Michael. You give her her ship. We give you yours. <laughs> you take it. Still, I'm a. I'm gonna be honest. I don't see either. I really don't see either one of those ships because all throughout the movie, I really thought Shuri was gonna end up with Annika. That's who I was. That's who I was shipping. And then they threw us the surprise curb at the end. Annika is with Ayo. I was like, but they didn't know. Because when they were fighting on the, what was it? The barge? What were they on? No, no, they were on the outreach. At Molly. When she turned and she looked at her like, almost like, babe, I told you so. I guess because seeing it the second time around, they were making that, that eye contact. Okay. So, it but made, see, I was getting that sense. vibe between Annika and Shuri throughout the whole movie. Just the way they interact with each other and the way that they talk with each other. I was like, is this going to be a thing? No, if I didn't so, even... I, I think I'm cool with this. No, watching, watching the second time, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, I, I saw it. it. Yeah. Okay. I saw her with her wife the first time. I'm going to say wife. It was her wife. Oh, okay. Okay. Like I said, I thought it was going to be Shuri and Anka, but I mean, either way it goes, I was just kind of like, I didn't see that in the movie. So when when they finally showed it, I was like, where did that come from? Like, she's I'm sitting here mad. She's supposed to be with Shuri because that's what I thought was happening. But okay. Yeah. I guess I read that one wrong. Okay. But the other surprise thing. Man. So at the point where Shuri finally is able to create a version of the heart, uh, heart shaped herb, and she's using some of, she's using some of the chemicals from the bracelet 
that Namor gave her because they have similar compositions. You know, it's just that, you know, they are on land and their stuff is on land. They had a version of vibranium that that originated in the sea. And that was kind of sort of the key to being able to make this heart-shaped herb. So when she lays down and takes, you know, partakes of the heart-shaped herb and she goes into the ancestral plane, she is hoping to see her mother to get advice about what she's supposed to do. So she walks in and she's in the little room Mm -hmm. and she sees the throne and she comes around and she's like, mother, is that you? She yeah. comes around that corner. Surprise, motherfucker. And Killmonger's ass is like, what's up, cuz? Hold up. What's up, cuz? I was, oh my God. The whole theater was like, yo. Right, right. Literally, like I said, everybody had the same reaction. Like, what, yo? <gasps> I was not expecting Killmonger. I heard a rumor that they were going to bring his character back. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how are they going to do that? There's no way that they can act like he's dead, dead. This is not, I already knew Black Panther was not about to take the multiverse route. I knew that wasn't happening. So I was like, how are they going to bring him back? It should have dawned on me that, that it was going to be in the ancestral plane. But uh, again, Killmonger was kind of on the outside why would we think he would be in the ancestral plane? Because we wouldn't have many choices of anyone else, to be honest with you. you that's how right. I that's why I thought of it when we start start seeing trailers, because if they did it respectfully, we wouldn't have a version of um T'Challa. Because mm-hmm. I was like, that would be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. You can't have her father because that actor is not alive. At that point, I didn't know her mom had passed away yet. That was, you know. That was new. That was a surprise. So I figured that would be the only person, but I couldn't figure out why would it be him? That's what I was always questioning in my mind, like, why would it be him? But it makes sense now because of what happened with her mom and what challenges they're going through. Because of the but, conflict she was going through, because right. she was she was angry. Because she's she going to have to see somebody unless they had a panther with a voice talking to her, and that wouldn't have made sense. So I, I had read through all those thoughts, and it just led me to him, but I wouldn't, I didn't know why, though. Yeah, because after the fact, like, T'Challa was really into being the Black Panther and the history of it, so he would see the ancestors. Mm-hmm. Killmonger was focused on the vengeance for what happened with his father, so he would see his father. But and not only that, that vengeance in the beginning. I'm just saying, yeah, so, after the, I'd say after the fact, yeah. you, you can kind of see why yeah. it would be Eric. And I did think about her uncle, but I'm like, she never met the Sorry. uncle, mm-hmm. so that wouldn't have made sense. But the I other thing, too, is you have to remember one thing that Shuri keeps reiterating throughout the whole movie. She doesn't believe in the ancestral right. Right. She didn't believe in all of that stuff. So even when M'Baku is telling her stuff like your mother is still with you, she was like, my mother is gone. There is no, there is no part of her left here. And even when Ramonda was like, oh, I was on the beach and I could feel T'Challa's hand on my shoulder. She's like, that was just a construct you made up in your mind. Mm-hmm. You right. Well, we should, we should, we should have known this would happen because A, Ryan Coogler does not make a movie where Michael B. Jordan does not star in it. You can look it up. He's in every last one of his damn movies. Um, yeah. Second of all, 
I would like to just point out and remind you guys that that wasn't actually Killmonger. That was just the manifestation of Killmonger in her mind. So Killmonger, while he is dead and gone, this well, is yeah. just, a manif- just a manifestation of what he represented. And we no. should have seen it coming. No, no, no. That was the ancestral I, plane. They made stop. it clear when they showed outside of the window, mm-hmm. it was the, the same plane. Scott. Yeah. It is the ancestral plane. Like and, and this is something that they're establishing in the MCU of the different low the different planes of existence mm-hmm. the other thing i want to mention this sort of a side thing is when you're talking about their version of the heart-shaped herb which was another plant um their their person namor's people a god showed him where the plant was the same thing with bashinga for the wakandans bass showed him where the heart-shaped herb was and in thor Ragnarok was it Ragnarok? No, Thor: Love and Thunder. We see Bass oh. there, so Bass mm-hmm. actually did. So Kukulkan was there as well. Well, it wasn't Kukulkan; it was the other one, because they they have two gods. But that, if you go back, the the feathered god was yeah, there. I remember, yeah, was also there as well. So oh. we are seeing, yeah, we are seeing like they actually had an influence on these two people. Which goes back to, I guess, what um, the God Butcher was saying. They, they've just been messing with stuff all this time. They they don't deserve our worship. <laughs> but also, yeah, so. also, very very interesting. Mm-hmm. I also think that we probably we should have seen Killmonger coming just from how Shuri was talking because she was always talking about burning the world, and we we're always talking about how, like, the, in the first movie, they said that the person who is not welcomed back by his by his countrymen like he will he will be warmed by the by the fire that burns it down i'm paraphrasing but it was something that was said along that vein like if you don't welcome some welcome someone back who was thrown out they'll warn themselves by the fire that they sent to your to your village mm-hmm. or to everything that you have so it's like there was a lot of references to burning burning the world, burning things down. And it's like, we probably should have, it's kind of, it's kind of a long stretch, but it's still kind of, it's still kind of in the same vein, like, you know, from Killmonger trying to burn things down. Like there's still the, the thread of fire through both of them. Mm-hmm. Well, well, we also have um, the Wakandans, their vibranium is revolving around earth and fire. Mm-hmm. And then the vibranium with the with Namor's people is water and air because he has the wings and he flies. So they have command over this water and air. Then Wakandans with their weapons that shoot like electricity and then the fire, you think of forging metal and stuff, that's earth and I mean, I'm not trying to relate this to the Avatar, but <laughs> I you, was thinking thinking that. Yeah. So it is natural for them to want to be allies and connected. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, I, but I still think it's interesting how these gods, you know, this is this so happen that this vibranium hit Earth in two places? And, and it's, it's just interesting to me. It almost makes me think it was intentional. Um, well, I mean, if you if, when, when you think about it, it's like, you can, it's kind of impossible for one meteorite, one one asteroid to hit because when asteroids enter 
enter the Earth's atmosphere, and when it starts burning, it like crumbles. So they break like, up. Mm-hmm. They break up. So there has to be vibranium other places. It just hasn't been discovered yet, or it's in a place where they can't reach it. Like there could be vibranium at the top of Mount Everest, or at the bottom of a bottom of another another gulch in the ocean, or somewhere in North Pole and the South Pole. It's like it could be anywhere. So well, they there did could find be some deposits that have yet to be discovered as well. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. found some with that machine, just a little bit. It was just a little bit right there. It was glowing. But that, that was in Namor's territory. Yeah, that was in Namor's yeah. territory. That's why they right. attacked. Um, just a side note that I saw on a YouTube video, and I also saw it in this movie. In the first Black Panther, it talks about how the, and I forgot his name, the uncle, when Killmonger Eric went and saw his dad on the sexual plane, his dad was still in the apartment, but there was bars on the windows, kind of saying right. that he's not with his other people in the sexual plane, mm. okay. even though there's bars in those apartments because it was bars on the apartment window. But it makes sense, because you can also see the purple in the background. Well, if you look in the back of... You see the movie again, and while Killmonger is on the throne in the back, even though there's the panes on the window, they look like bars, too. And then he's also not with any other person on the plane. So, hmm. something to look at when you nice. watch it again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta go watch it again, because it's like... Well, first off, once definitely wasn't enough. Yeah, no doubt. And two, I need to be able to pay attention to stuff like that now because again, always the first the first viewing, I'm just watching for the story. I, I want to know what the story is that they're telling. When I watch it the second time, I'm looking for the things I missed the first time. And then you know, after every subsequent view, you usually discover something new that you didn't catch the first few times so yeah i know i'm gonna watch this a a few other times to to catch those little details but um i'm trying Um, to um the one other thing when he was talking to zuri when they were there and basically saying which was true i feel like it was true how everyone would have handled the situation her dad would have killed the scientist i agree (laughs) come on now yeah. If you can if you could take your brother down, mm-hmm. if you needed to to save your people, yeah. you would have killed the scientist. But you know what? He took the brother down not out of spite or vengeance. He was about to kill um uh what's his name? Uh Forrest Whitaker's character. Right. And then you left his son to be alone on well, the streets. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so we're gonna we're gonna go with he probably would kill the scientist mm-hmm. and how T'Challa was a noble person, so he would try to, like, try to figure something out, be, you know, okay, what should we do? He would have done the noble thing. Yeah, he, he would have tried to find thing. a compromise, a, 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 mm-hmm. a, a good compromise. And she already knew in her heart what she wanted to do. Mm-hmm. She just wanted someone to back her up, and that's why she saw him. We, we know what Eric would have done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Eric would have killed the scientists and made an alliance. <laughs> <laughs> and then try to he's like, he was like he was like say less we got this <laughs> right no, however he great. made point like queen mother like saved someone who wasn't even her child she went out a hero so no Kilmarga would have killed him too he would have burned everyone down to the ground and took their weapons 
eventually. I mean, he would he would have used them just like he did cloth. He would have yeah. used them to get to a certain point. Then mm-hmm. he figured out how to kill him and would have killed mm-hmm. him. Just yeah. so he could he could rule everything. I mean, that's how he is. That's who he is. So yeah. It's like the what, the what if Eric just rolling exactly. along with it, rolling along with it, and then at the very end, you're like, I got you, bitches. <laughs> yep. Okay, let's see. I do want to talk about the ending, but there are some other things we need to talk about. Oh, okay. So let's talk about Nakia. Because when we find her, <laughs> Michelle, you perked up, then you like, hold up, hold up. Because when the Queen Mother goes to Nakia, it's after Namor first shows himself to her and Shuri. And basically it's like, okay, so you need to figure out who this is that's trying to steal the vibranium. You need to bring them to me so I can kill them or else I will come and, I, I will come and tear Wakanda apart. So she goes to Nakia because she's like, okay, I need your help. I need you to find out who they are, where they are from. I need you to find out everything about them. And you're the best person to do this because you're the only person I trust. And you're, you know, you used to be a spy and this up. Uh, than the other so at this point nakia has been away from wakanda for about six years and she is living in haiti now and she's teaching in a school and she didn't even come to she didn't even come to t'challa's funeral and that was one of the things that romanda said she was like we would have thought we'd have seen you at the funeral she was like i had it was too much I had to figure my own thing out, you know, and she says this later on to Okoye. She was like, you know, he was this to people. He was that to people. He was a son. He was a brother. He was your, you know, your commander. She was like, he was my everything. And I had to figure out how to, how to deal with not having that. And I was just like, make me cry again. to, To imagine he was gone for five years for her. Then he comes back and then He's, He's gone. Dying. And you're like, shit, we just got you back. That's it. Which it's makes like, the end of the movie even more tragic, even though it's beautiful. You know? And of course, I mean, we might as well go ahead and mention it. So at the end of the film, Shuri goes to visit Nakia in Haiti. This is after everything has happened. And, um, you know, she has, uh, again, uh, we haven't mentioned this yet, but Shuri takes on the mantle of the Black Panther. And so afterwards, she goes to Haiti so that she can do the ritual that Ramonda tried to teach her about healing and letting go. And Nakia is in the background at first, you know, she offers to go do it with uh, Shuri and Shuri was like, no, I think this is something I need to do by myself. And then afterwards, Nakia is coming down the hill and she's holding the hand of a little boy. And I was like, oh, they got a child. They got a child. And so she does bring the child down to Shuri. And Shuri is looking like, are you about to tell me what I think you're about to tell me? And she introduces the little boy. His name is Toussaint. And she's like, this is your auntie Shuri. Okay. So Shuri's looking like... What? Uh, yeah everybody was kind of like oh so Shuri's sitting here looking at him and then Nakia I guess she had a lot of questions like oh my god did my brother even know blah 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 and Nakia says 
we thought it best to keep him away from Wakanda or to raise him here so that he could grow up without the pressures of being the heir or of being, you know, royalty or of being the prince. So T'Challa knew about this baby. And then she finds out that her mother also knew. And this is the thing that I think Ramonda was going to tell Shuri before all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. Because she had told Shuri, there's something I need to tell you. And at first, way back then, I was sitting here trying to figure out, like, what the hell could she have to tell her? Like, and I think if I go back and rewatch it, I think there was a conversation they had about succession and about the throne. And there was something that she said that kind of made Ramonda look and I think that's when she was about to say it. And I was like. It was when they were on the beach during the ritual. Mm-hmm. And Ramonda turned to her and said, there's something I need to tell you about your brother. And then that was when Namor popped up. Mm, okay. But that's when the elephants made all the ruckus. And then, yes. And then they popped up. You're so right. she, she was about to tell her then. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. So she gets to meet this little boy at the end. And. <laughs> I know somebody else said this. I think it was one of y'all. But when when she said, this is your Auntie Shuri, can you say hi? And he said, hi. Somebody said they were expecting him to say, hey, Auntie. (laughs) Who else? Who else would have said that? Hey, do we we mention that that Ramona saw saw Toussaint before? Yeah, I just just did. We we saw it again the second time. He was was the student that, that took her to um Nakia. Yeah. Was yeah. he? Yeah, there yeah. was three kids. Three kids. Yes. Yeah, two yeah. girls and a boy. That was he him. was the first one to roll run up, and then the other two came and he was standing there grinning ah, with his dimples. Auntie. And then he actually led her because the other two girls was holding her hand and he was in front and he was like pointing, there she is. Ah, see, know. this is why I need to go back and rewatch. That's my granny. The movie. But anyway. <laughs> so after all of this, while they're having this conversation, Nakia says to Toussaint, he says something about, you know, Shuri being a, an excellent secret keeper. And he's like, you can keep secrets well. And Shuri's like, yeah. And Nakia gives him the go ahead. And he was like, my name is Prince T'Challa. I am the son of King T'Challa. And I was just like. <gasps> yeah, Shuri asked her, what was his name? And she said it in Wakanda. In Wakandan. Yeah, and he answered. And I was sitting there like, that's how they're doing it. Mm-hmm. That's how yep, they're going to. That's how they're going to recast T'Challa without recasting T'Challa. Right. Still holding on to Chadwick Boseman's legacy and that T'Challa's legacy but still leaving room for a new T'Challa to come in and be the Black Panther. I was like, oh, I'm down with this. Yeah. I was, I was, expecting, him, I was expecting him to pull his little lip down and have like the little, little neon stuff at, like, on his lip. I was like, That would have been, been like, cool. I would have like, been like, oh, hell no. I that would have been cool. So when we 75 and we watch it like the sixth Black Panther, <laughs> we're going to be like, oh, we remember your daddy. <laughs> oh, you doing good, boy. You doing good. We you remember when you was just a baby. Yes. Because you, you the spin image. You the spin image. Look at you. Look at you. That I mean, they did. They did get a good. Uh, they did do some good casting with that because that kid could really did. See, they. 
Mm-hmm. I remember when your daddy was Jackie Robinson. Look at you now. The Revenge other Brown. thing about that scene. Yep, you James Brown. Yep, yep. The other thing about that scene is that when she starts burning the funeral cloth, Rihanna's Lift Me Up starts playing. Oh. Now, I will admit, when I first heard the song, when it was released, I think it was last week, I listened to it and I was like, okay, I like it. But I wasn't all like gushing about it. Like I've seen some people who listened to it and started losing their minds. I didn't have that kind of connection to it, but I was like, okay, it's going to be in this film. It's going to be somewhere special. I was thinking it would be the funeral scene, but once they start doing a funeral scene, I was like, that song would not be appropriate here. No. They start playing this at the end while she's burning her funeral garments. And then they start showing flashbacks of T'Challa. That was it for me because I have only watched Black Panther once since he passed. I cannot watch the film. I can't. It, it, it hurts too much. I can't watch any of the other stuff that he has been in. I just, I can't do it. Having to sit there through that montage and then listen to the sounds of Lift Me Up come in, it broke me because I was like, this is the perfect scene for this song. And it makes so much sense. And it just, it pulled everything I had in me. And I was just like, I'm sitting in the movie theater trying not to like just break down ugly crying. Mm. But I was just like, this is perfect. This is the perfect You know, and this was actually before the credits. This was the way that they ended the movie with this little tribute. Mm -hmm. It was the perfect ending. And then you meet Toussaint, a.k.a. Prince T'Challa, the younger, in the mid-credits scene. I was like, okay, this is... After that mid-credits scene, you know, people were like, oh, they didn't do a second end credits? What what were you going to do? How were you going to top that? Mm Mm-hmm. Just leave it as it is. It was perfect the way that they ended it. Mm-hmm. So eventually we will get another Prince T'Challa. Yep. Mm-hmm. The other interesting thing is, and we, we are going to talk about Shuri uh, becoming a Black Panther because that, that kind of is important to the story. The interesting thing is, as she has taken the mantle of the Black Panther, it is very obvious, at least to me, that she does not plan to be queen, at least not at this point. Not for the foreseeable future. Yeah, because they're at the... Um, the cliffs. The cliffs. They look like they're preparing for a coronation. <laughs> and instead of... Shuri getting off of the plane. I forgot who who got off or what got off. Mbaku. Oh yeah, he did. Mbaku got <laughs> Mbaku. off, and he, he wanted she, to challenge for the throne. Yeah, she said she's not here today. <laughs> yeah, and I want to challenge for it, but it 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 works because he could he could be 
ruling as king and she could be the black panther mm-hmm. i mean yeah. that, he can that handle the day-to-day and she can go off and do well that's what t'challa did he was black panther and his daddy was king he passed the mantle to t'challa to be black panther mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. so i like it but let's let's talk let's talk about shuri being the black panther um i know a lot of people were expecting it so i i wasn't surprised when it happened I think the interesting thing about it was that she was she was more so about the vengeance than she was about being a protector in that sense. You know, like mm-hmm. she still was the Black Panther. Okay, I need to protect my people. But her thing at first was she was pissed. Right. She was pissed. Yeah. She was like, oh yeah, I need to be the Black Panther because I need to be able to avenge all of this. And, you know, I think it was interesting because at first when it was suggested, Romunda was talking about her trying to work on the heart-shaped herb. And this was after T'Challa's death, because I think after that, she kind of gave up on it. Because at that point for her, it was like, what's the point? My brother's dead. The Black Panther is dead. It's done. And Romunda was like, just because he's gone doesn't mean the Black Panther is gone. The Black Panther can still live on. You know, that was why you would, uh, I guess, try to um, make the herb in the first place, because that is what the herb is used for, is to pass on powers to the Black Panther. And I love that she said, I wasn't trying to keep the legacy of the Black Panther alive. I was trying to keep my, you know, she she wasn't. Mm -hmm. She wasn't trying to save the Black Panther as the legacy. She was trying to save her brother, the person. Um, in, in the Wakanda Files, which is the one of the books, mm-hmm. um, she actually talks about working on creating a synthetic heart-shaped herb. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she said was she was hoping that she could get a sample of his, he would give her a sample of his DNA. But now it explains why he was reluctant to ever give her any of his DNA, because I think he probably, um, this is my head canon, mm-hmm. that he knew that he was sick and didn't want her to discover it. Oh, that makes that would make and sense. And now it makes sense why mm-hmm. he would, when, if if he was for her trying to find the heart shaped herb or make a synthetic one, he would have freely given his DNA for her to figure it out. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. And she was hoping that one day he would. And that's probably why he didn't give her any, was that he knew he was sick. And he, if he gave, if she figured it out that he was ill, she would have been obsessed with trying to figure out how to cure mm-hmm. him. Right. And and the time that they spent together would have been, nothing, it wouldn't have been, it would have been wasted. Right. Kind of like it was at the moment of at his death. End. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's what he was trying to avoid she wasn't there when he died yeah. because she was obsessed with trying to find the cure mm-hmm. so, anyway that was my two cents on that I just wanted to say the Wakanda files that yeah she knew she knew she needed his DNA and she was actually working on it it's just that she didn't have any breakthroughs mm. okay that scene hurt oh okay um I still feel like there's some stuff missing that we haven't really talked about. There's there's, there's a few. A there's okay, a few. okay, y'all went to go see it a second time. Refresh okay. my memory. So, well, one, I just want to give a shout out that 
they changed the race of Namor from the comic books mm -hmm. because it brought another group in, which is fabulous. Mm -hmm. And right. just love it. I love the um how we have Wakanda forever. They have the Kamehameha. I was yeah. sitting there the whole movie it. expecting Goku to show up somewhere. <laughs> But I do like the Aztec thing. Yeah, like I do. That, I, that was, that was yeah. fantastic. So, you know, people have problems with that. There's some words you can say to yourself. Who Who's that? Okay, you know what? Never mind. Let me not even ask that. I'm question. just saying, if you, you, know, have you have know the issue, answer to that question. I, if you I, have an issue, because yes. this, this was perfect. Mm -hmm. um, second, we didn't talk about uh, some new costumes. Oh, we got to talk about oh, the Midnight Angels. The Midnight Angels. There you go. Yeah. That's it. Oh, yes. Because they're getting the show. I, is that what the show is going to be about? They're, they're getting the show. Yeah. It's going to be them and Ross, apparently, supposedly. Also, I don't know what they're going to be doing. Okay. Oh, Mike, Mike knows. Mike has a question. A theory. <clears throat> There's a theory. Okay. So, piggybacking off the high that I'm still on from predicting that um echo would introduce um uh kingpin um the midnight angels who is there they're an elite elite branch of the dormilage dormilage and they are they are directly linked in a, the comic series doom war to dr doom so that means that dr doom is inevitable in in one either phase five or phase six phase six as soon as they have it He's gonna be here, even though he's becoming he's becoming the Mephisto of Phase Four and Phase Five because people thought they were gonna see him in Doctor Strange: Both First Madness. They thought they were gonna see him at the end of Wakanda Forever, and it's like they're trying to see him everywhere. There is a direct link between the Midnight Angels and Doctor Doom, so that basically confirms that Doctor Doom is gonna be here sooner rather than later. So, so, so your theory, on. so your theory is that after. Kang rakes everything and everything's in shambles and they finally defeat Kang that some dude from some small country is going to rise up and basically see the opportunity I'm to take that, over the world. Some, I, think, I think that's sometime in between in between the time that, that they have Secret Wars and Kang Dynasty we're going to see we're going to see Dr. Doom. We're going to see him. It's inevitable. Mm -hmm. I don't think whether it's after when he tries to take over a broken world that Kang left behind, or whether it's during where he comes, he comes up where Kang is not looking and tries to snuff him. I mean, I think I, but I'm hundred percent positive that sooner rather than later we're going to see Doom, and that's going to lead you. I mean, we might see him as a leader to the Fantastic Four, or we might mm -hmm. see him. Within in the Fantastic Four movie in twenty five when they're supposed to come out, so I, I have a theory. I believe that we're going to see him sooner rather. Than wait, later. wait, wait! Did you just say you have a theory? I, yes, I have he a did. theory. <gasps> oh yes! my god! I have a theory. Yes. What? I have a theory. Say so, that just a little bit louder because I want to make I, sure everybody hears it. I have a theory. Oh my god! Yes, I'm this so is happy. a momentous occasion. So, He's learned. Yes, Do Phase Four is complete now. <laughs> Doctor Doom is going to be in Agatha's show. 
I can see that actually. Oh, I can see that theory. Yeah, there's oh. been a lot of talk about that too. I haven't figured so, out. Yeah, I can I see that. How? But his his thing is he combines science and magic, right? Mm-hmm. And and I think Agatha is going to be the key to that. Oh, I like it. I can see that. Okay. Yeah. I would so love my, to see my that. First phase five theory. Right. I down. like it. You know my, my heart. My heart. It's so, it's so full right now. I like it. Look at you. I, like that. I like that. That's, that, that's that actually was really that cool. was that was freeing. And that 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 was <laughs> you feel how unburdened you feel. That was, ther- that was therapeutic. Yeah, it was therapeutic. <laughs> I, I feel much better now. I'm so happy. <laughs> but also, I also going back to the Midnight Angels. I love, I love how Koi was just looking at her like, "This is ugly. I'm not going to wear this." Like going back and forth with Shuri, she's like, "This is state of the art." She's like, "It's ugly. Why is it going to be so ugly?" It was awesome. I gotta say though, they look damn good in them. They yeah. look good. So I, love, I don't I know much also. about the Midnight Angels. So y'all, so educate me and other non-comic people who may be listening. Midnight Angels is to the Dormelage what the Rangers are to the Army, what the SEALs are to the Navy. They're like a special, a spe- they're like special ops. They're like okay. special ops Dormelage, but they're like the elite, like top, super top, crust, top of the top, like cream, cream de la creme, like the best Dormelage. Okay. Okay. Because I was kind of, it was kind of not sitting right with me that. Even after all of what they went through, all the fighting and everything, that Okoye was still not with the Dora at the end of the movie. Because I was sitting here looking at, like, where the hell is Okoye? And then, of course, she shows up to rescue Ross as he's being transported to wherever it is that Val was about to transport him. And she has on the suit. So I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay, so she's not part of the Dora in that sense, but. She is, I guess, like she's one of the superheroes of the door. I was like, okay, I, I can, I can get with that. I can get with that. Now, do the suits enhance them in any way? Okay, yes. Okay, so that means that badass Okoye is even more badass now. Okay. Yeah, they're like, they're like, they're like Shuri's version of Iron Man stuff. Well, more probably more like Peter's armor. Not, not. I'm down for it. Yeah, not quite as advanced as, as Tony's armor. Mm-hmm. But it's got some stuff in it. Okay. Okay. I, I I'm down for it. Um. Oh. Okay. So the other thing, let's let's go back to uh, talking about Miss Riri Williams because this chick is just building stuff left and right out of just a box of scraps. Scraps. <laughs> A box of scraps. She done built her own little Iron Man suit. Not once, but twice. But it's easy to do in Zuri's lab. I mean, it is. You have well, this is true. Everything that you could possibly think of. And that's why Shuri said, I can't yeah, yeah, let yeah. you take that with you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You got to keep it here. Yeah, but she already knows how to make one now. So yes. she can find some alternatives. Mm-hmm. I'm saying she also got all she has to do is tap into tap into the barf at MIT and then she can she can find Tony Stark AI in the song. Mm-hmm. Anyway, oh 
I guess uh, we we kind of sort of need to talk about that fight between Shuri and uh, Namor. Because they was kicking each other's ass. And one thing I did like about that was that we already knew that he was high powered. And I wouldn't believe that she can actually take him down. But I love how they came up with a strategy to at least weaken right. him to get to a point to, to where, yeah, to do some damage. Because Mbaku's like, he's as strong as a Hulk. You really want to fight this dude? Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, right. And I mean, Shuri has some training, but she she's no T'Challa. Fighting right. Life. And still not god like like him so i like how they did that where okay we got a strategy to help in this situation they didn't fool out like oh they're fighting and she can take him down no she had to do other things to weaken him i did find it funny that the strategy that they came up with and that worked was that they had to dehydrate him like i'm dehydrated at least once a month (laughs) (laughs) Like this is what you do to defeat this this supervillain. Oh, oh, okay. You're gonna dehydrate him, and then you're gonna fight him on a beach where he has no access to the water. Y'all are gonna whip each other's ass. man. Let me tell you, when he stuck that spear through her body, I was like, are y'all about to kill all of the damn family? But just, I really thought she was a goner. And then she saw her mother. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm, I, I was still at that point not believing that Queen Mother was dead. But she saw her, so I guess she is. Mm-hmm. And, but the way that she... I guess the way that she kind of talked herself down out of killing him. Because she had him at her, at her mercy. She was about to kill him. I mean, she done ripped off one of his wings off his ankle. He can't fly anymore. And I mean, I, he she ripped the whole wing. She ripped it like from the root. I don't know if you can call it a root, but you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't just the feather. <laughs> she tore that shit out. Yeah, it's going to take some time to heal. It's going to take some time to heal. What did Kelsey say? It looked like a, uh, a chicken wing. <laughs> yeah but the way that she kind of casey i'm sorry i say kelsey oh 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 casey yeah the way that she kind of talked herself down to the point where she wasn't going to kill him and she basically is like look we can't keep doing this we have to be better we have to do better and then they come to the final battle scene where all of, you know, the, the little bit of Dora and uh, Wakandans that are on the, the boat are fighting the rest of Namor's people. They come in looking like, hey, we're, yeah, we're a team now. Yeah, we know a lot of y'all just died, but yeah, I was just yeah. like, but that, then I like how afterwards his second i'm sorry his second in command was like what's what's this about i mean i would have fought with you to the end like what's your plan she was mad she She was was like i want blood right but then we realized he playing chess while the rest of us playing checkers 
So yeah, go ahead. Exactly. I have a question. Did they already have a boat or did they build that boat in just a few hours? I just want to know. Like, where will Wakandans get a boat that huge from, which has a sonic thing on the bottom? I'm, I'm I know just... that they created the sonic thing. And okay. again, we don't know, we don't know the time frame exactly, because I know he said he would give them what a week or two weeks to mourn. Right, but Shuri told Mbaku we leave in the morning. <laughs> so I I'm just wondering where you get that big ass ship from. But you know they had it in the garage. <laughs> These are questions. I mean, Riri was there with them. She probably <laughs> she probably built that shit. She found some scraps <laughs> on the Wakandan grounds, and she was like, "Oh, are you gonna use this sherry? Okay, let's throw this together." Yeah. It, and Riri don't probably- nobody tell me that. Oh, there's the a river runs through the mound, and they used it to mine the vibranium that's underwater. I'm not going to believe that BS. Well, to to be honest with you, it's probably one of their outreach ships and they refitted it. Ah, okay. I like that. Look at Michelle had, being on her one. P's and Q's tonight. <laughs> they had one in I'll, I'll let you have that. Yeah, Thinking one, outside yeah. the right. box. That's one they, nice. you know, they outreached. Okay. That's why I didn't have no weapons. Well, they did like Change some things around by adding a sonic at the bottom, but it's probably one that I wish the same. may have already had it on there. For what reason? A <clears throat> move. Okay, yeah, that's true. The, their technology. Yeah. yeah. The other thing was, um, oh, that we need to talk about really quickly because we are running over two hours now. Um, the fact that they just sit here catching rides on orcas and 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 whales Too and well. just. Just humpbacks. humpbacks and just yeah, let me catch a ride, dude. Oh, okay. I was just like, yeah. I would like that skill. <laughs> I would. And then also I will say too, the way that they presented his underwater city, that was beautiful. Gorgeous. Yes. But Someone's I was also at the same time like, you mean to tell me ain't no human found that yet? Like Jacques Cousteau ain't been in that part of the ocean yet? No, because because he's too far down. He's, just, he's too far. You can't you can't you yeah. can't go down there without a suit. So no. he's way he's pretty fucking far down. What? Remember, she they had to take the water slide yeah. down there. I oh mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's too, you're right. It's, and it took two water slides to get even further down. No, yeah. you're right. Yeah, it, it was like it was like that find that um those vents in um Finding Nemo. And I don't I don't think anyone would stumble across that and come back. Like you're right. If you got anywhere near there, their patrol people would make sure you never made it back. Yeah. Anyway. Yep. No. All right. I got I gotta cut out early, guys. I'll see y'all later. Okay. Yeah, I think we're about to wrap this up anyway. So we, like I said, we've been going just a little over two hours. And I know there's probably some other things I'll think of once we're done because there was a lot in this movie, but I think we got the gist of most of what we thought about certain things. Um, Like we said, the, the real surprises were Ross and Val being married, Queen Romunda 
being killed, rest in peace, and Killmonger showing up. Mm-hmm. And then also baby T'Challa. Yeah. I think that was the most present uh pleasant surprise of all. Um like I said, I don't think I had many comp- I I don't think I had anything to complain about with this film except for the way that Queen Romunda treated Okoye. I was not pleased with that. I did not agree with that. Now, the performance between those two in that scene? Yes. Absolutely perfect. But oh, that scene hurt my heart. It did. When when she started begging, please, mother, I was like, don't do this to her. Don't do this to her. And it wasn't like, please let me stay. It was please let me die for my country. Right. Yeah. And then when when Ramonda said, Have I not given everything? I felt I got goosebumps. When she said that and the way she said it. I was just like, there's really no wrong person. There's really no right person because they both have valid arguments. But I felt like Romunda should have given Okoye a little more grace. Because again, you are fighting superpowered beings by your non-superpowered self. Mm-hmm. She should have been given some grace. And then after she found out that Shuri was there, Shuri was safe, and I'm and and wanted to stay, wanted to go, wanted to try to talk to talk to Namor to try to reason with him. She should have gone to Okoye then and been like, I made a mistake. I really feel like she should have done that, but it's too late now. Hmm. Any final thoughts about Wakanda Forever? No, Namor was excellent and can't wait to see him again. Yeah, wh- are we going to see him again? When? I said, are we going to see him again? Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. okay. Definitely. Okay. Definitely. And- He's one of the Illuminati, even though one of them is dead now, but yeah, we'll see him again. Oh, Okay oh i do remember hearing that mm-hmm. oh okay that just made me happy yeah okay and and i really feel like um namora is gonna be a problem yes because mm-hmm. she was pissed off that namora caught you know had a truce with shuri and yeah i think she's gonna be a problem yeah i mean he explained it which made perfect sense which made us realize he is playing chess well we're playing checkers with him because he's like he has his plan on plan on plan we thought it was just about the scientists then it talks about burning everyone down to the ground and then now it's like oh they're gonna need us he, he turned it they into don't a, come to he us he turned it into a win-win yeah mm-hmm. he's he like did. they don't have any allies yeah. we don't have any allies but now we have each other right yeah mm-hmm. yes so. but yeah namor is gonna be a problem mm-hmm. she's gonna be a problem okay well i guess that is going to be it for our discussion on black panther wakanda forever you can find us online at www.fandomhybrid.com we are on social media on facebook instagram and twitter at fandom hybrid we have a youtube channel where you can watch our videos we have a discord channel where you can chat with us 
And you can listen to us on all major podcast streaming platforms. Thanks for listening. We hope you join the conversation next time.